start that over again because I apparently can't. We're professional! I'm so I'm trying so hard to learn how to fight with my computers over all this. What dissertation? I just need to learn how to stream correctly. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's the modern version of Anybody who's complained about having to write code in R has never had to deal with Soundflower or whatever the heck it's called. Yeah, right. <laughs> I understand. R is way easier than trying to figure out OBS and Soundflower. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. Let's try that again now that we should be able to hear everyone. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Nature Check, the show where you come for the game and stay for the science. Um, first, we're doing introductions. Again, my name is Cheryl. Uh, I've just started a PhD program in ecology, and I love dung beetles. Uh, when I'm not doing research, I make biology, ecology, and environmental science videos over on The Roving Naturalist on YouTube. Uh, I'm also the GM for the games here on Nature Check, and I'm going to let the players introduce themselves, starting with Peter all over again. <laughs> <laughs> so my name is Peter Coffey. Um, I am an agriculture extension agent in Maryland. Uh, so I work for the University of Maryland and I teach people about agriculture science. Uh, my background is in insect pest management. Um, and so my job, I do all agriculture, but I also kind of focus on insect pests um, and alternative cropping methods, sustainable agriculture, small farms, a lot of that um, a lot of that stuff, and I am—I'm all over the internet. You can find me uh, pretty much everywhere using my my name. I'm either Peter Coffee or Peter L Coffee, depending on whether or not somebody got to the Peter Coffee handle first. Um, and uh, tonight, I will be playing uh, Percy Quilton, uh, who Dr. is Percy a. I don't want to, you know. Uh, uh, he, he's not the kind of guy who's going to really demand titles, uh, I, I don't think. Um, Percy is a, is, a, is a short man of kind of average, average build. Um, he, uh, he has uh, curly red hair that he normally keeps kind of tucked under a, a wool cap. Um, it kind of still pokes out of the edges. Um, he's, a, he's got um, even more freckles than me and, and pale blue eyes. Uh, and that's all you guys need to know for now. <laughs> All right, um, and then uh, we'll do Joe next. Hi, I'm Joe Ballinger. I'm a weed scientist at the University of Wyoming. I'm trying to figure out uh, why weeds hurt crops, um, specifically the contribution that weeds, like each everything the weeds do to crops, uh, makes to yield loss. Um, I am going to be playing Master Peter Mathers tonight. Um, who is a, uh, a young man, um, uh, kind of a pilot kind of dude, uh, kind of a hot shot. So we'll see how this goes. And uh, can you describe Peter Mathers for us so we can picture him? Uh, six foot tall, deep brown skin, um, uh, thick, wiry hair. Uh, legs and body are relatively thin and contrast to his really big forearms um, because he spends like all sorts of time wrestling with the ship's wheel. Think Popeye, right? Um, and uh, uh, he also likes to have his own kind of flair um, because his uniform has a lot of personal adjustments. Uh, one earring in his left ear and some uh, ribbons at the, cuff, at the cuff of his uh, jacket sleeves. Awesome. 
And uh, we've also got two special guest players with us tonight, which I'm super excited about. Um, so Emily and Eric are uh, friends of mine and also scientists, so they're joining us for their first appearances on Nature Check. Uh, Emily, would you mind introducing yourself? Yes, of course. Um, I'm Emily Dodd. Um, I graduated with my master's from UIC this past May, where I asked questions about microbes that live on fish. So I'm really into that. Uh, but I'm also really into science writing, so now I work for a company where we coordinate health insurance plans for people, so I work on their plan drafting team. So I really love science and medical and technical writing. Um, I'll be playing uh, First Lieutenant Carter Dar Dawson Clark. Uh, Carter is uh, 30 years old, follows uh, military uniform regulations to a T. Carter is uh, clean-shaven, has um, hazel eyes um, and a mid-length brown haircut. Um, Carter is uh, five foot eight, slim, and moves uh, gracefully around in combat, almost as if he has dance experience. So that is my character. Awesome. And Eric. Mm, we can't hear you. Oh. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I can't hear you. Got it out of the way at the beginning, so hey. I didn't have to worry about it later. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, happy to be here on my my uh, first visit and possibly my last on this <laughs> show. Uh, my name is Eric Early. I'm a PhD student at Northwestern in biomedical engineering. I study uh, robotic prosthetic arms uh, and how to provide um, sensory feedback for them, so if, uh, a sense of um, how your arm is moving without you needing to look at it all the time. Uh, the character that I will be playing here is uh, Radiant Marshall Brown, who is... 52 years old, uh, five foot ten, used to be stronger in his youth, but uh, age has taken a slight toll on him, but still in fairly good health. Um, he has medium length hair and beard. Um, used to be blonde, but you're starting to see strands of silver coming through. Uh, his gray eyes are partially obscured by his heavily wrinkled visage. Um, he wears chainmail, which clinks softly whenever he moves, and is covered by a scapular, which was once a bright yellow, but has faded drastically due to exposure to the sun and the seawater. Um, his hands are broad and muscular, and you can see that his fingernails are speckled with flecks of white and yellow candle wax. <laughs> All right, so... <clears throat> Excuse me, that's our cast of characters. We'll get back to them in a moment. I'm going to do the rest of announcements real quick. Uh, if you're watching us right now live on Twitch or Spar Periscope, Periscope, <laughs> Twitch or Periscope, first of all, thanks for being here watching us. Um, we really hope you'll enjoy what you're going to see this evening. And if you have any questions for the cast, please feel free to put them in the chat. I've got my other computer over here on the side, so I'll do my best to cat uh, catch any questions that you have for us and pass them along so we'll do maybe like a mid-game um, mid break and discussion. So if you have any questions, feel free to type those in there. Um, you can find Nature Check on Twitter at, at Check Nature. So follow us there for updates and things um, that will give you the, um, the publication schedule and things like that. Uh, please subscribe to Nature Check uh, here on Twitch and on YouTube. Every um, subscription or follower or whatever is really helpful to us and growing the project. Um, every game session, including this one, will be uploaded to the YouTube channel, and you'll also be able to find our after-show recaps, which we call our Nature Chats, on the YouTube channel. And you can also access the game and the after-game uh, sessions in podcast form on Podbean, Google Play, 
Play, iTunes or Apple Podcasts or whatever it's called, and Spotify, so you can find us wherever. So please enjoy and tell your friends. Um, you can also follow each of us individually on Twitter. Um, all of the handles for social media things are down in what we're calling the reference section um, <laughs> in the pane down below Twitch. So you can find all of our Twitter handles there. Um, and uh, I'm super excited to announce that the regular Nature Check game with our normal cast um, will be playing live in St. Louis on November 16th. That's a Saturday just like normal. We'll be at Urban Chestnut Brewing Company's Grove Beer Hall location in their party room. Um, the game will start at 6 p.m. Central, and there will be beer discounts available for those who come to watch the game and choose to purchase drinks. Um, we'll also be streaming that game on Twitch and Periscope like normal for those of you who can't join us in person, and we will have have another two different special guest players that night so it's going to be a real thing and y'all should come enjoy the game either in person or online um does anybody else have any science communication type projects they'd like to plug silence i have an <laughs> infrequently updated youtube channel called sci inspiration um sci dash inspiration uh, I have two videos on there right now. I mostly use it as an opportunity to explore uh, various scientific topics through popular media, movies, television, video games, that sort of thing. Uh, the videos I have on there right now look at um, fantasy technology that allows faster than light travel. So if you're a sort of sci-fi nerd and you're interested in light, uh, light speed, hyperspace, uh, or the real world technologies thereof, go ahead and check it out. Nice. Well... That sounds awesome. That sounds like way more exciting than my YouTube channel. But if you want to see somebody dissect a stillborn lamb, you can go to my YouTube channel and watch a lamb necropsy. Um, and by someone, I mean like an actual vet. And they will explain to you what happened and then walk you through uh, that kind of thing if you're into diagnosing problems with young sheep or goats. That is um, super which is, uh, cool. Yeah. That, actually, that sounds pretty cool. All right, well, head on over to the Carroll County Extension YouTube channel. To, to What was yours, Eric? What was the name of your channel? Uh, my channel is called Psy Inspiration. You can find it on my Twitter or on my website. There'll be links to it there. Nice. So cool. I'm check that out. Psy Inspiration, and what was it, the Carroll County Extension? Is that right? Yeah, and also if you want to watch some videos that I made about uh, basic uh, horse handling, uh, like how, how to put on a halter or how to groom a horse, um, those are up on the uh, UMD Equine YouTube channel. Um, so, Handle yeah. animal nice. checks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> checks. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And <laughs> Peter posts lots of cool um, macro photos of bugs on his Instagram. So I do. That's if, awesome. If you're not Nancy, you should go follow Peter on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just put up a, a picture of a, a spider mite that I took, which uh, was really, really fun and really, really challenging. Uh, spider mites are definitely at the, like, very far end of what I my skill and photography equipment will take me to. Uh, so that was a fun um, picture. If you want to see something, an arthropod that's about the size of a grain of sugar, um, you should go check out my Instagram. My favorite thing about that whole uh, photo session was what you were putting on Twitter about uh, leaning over your desk, which was covered in sugar, and what that must have looked like to outside observers. Oh, no. <laughs> well, 
<laughs> so it was. It's even better than that. Like I had, I had a piece of glass that I was using to photograph on because at that oh, scale, no. like the fibers in a piece of paper are really distracting. So you know, like glass is really the like the best background at that scale I mean, for like a kind of portrait photographer photograph. And then I was like, what am I going to put on there for scale? Like even like a penny is going to dwarf this thing. So um, I. I I had a packet of sugar on my desk, and I was like, oh, I'll just sprinkle this on there. And then it was like, oh, this is really sketchy looking. Good thing it's, you know, 9 o'clock and everybody else has gone home. <laughs> sugar went everywhere. Let me use this razor blade to put it all in the line so it's all organized. Mm -hmm. These are the things. Oh. Well, I mean, it was a scalpel, but yeah. <laughs> a science razor blade. A science razor blade. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Oh. There's just a $100 bill rolled up lying on his desk. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. $100 that bill. Was, that was left over because somebody wanted to pay for cash for a pesticide manual, and, you know, I had to make change. Yeah. And so, that was a whole thing. There's a perfectly legitimate reason for all of this. Do you regularly make change in hundreds? I hope so. No. no. See, this is where we're no, doing this. No, our website manuals are not that expensive. Because scientists <laughs> are interesting and weird, and you should, you should learn more about weird, interesting scientists. Anyway... All right, so we've plugged the things, so now we're ready to go and get this thing started. Um, today's game is a little different than normal, as we will not be following the main storyline if you've been with us for our first four episodes. Um, so we're not using those core PCs that you're coming to know and love. Instead, we're going to turn back the hands of time, back to a year long before several of the PCs were even born, back to a time of tumult. <laughs> <laughs> it is the year 952, and what will become known as the Wars of the Loss are well underway. The human country of Tenibria has taken ample advantage of the chaos wrought by the Loss, pillaging other peoples of their resources and making flat-out land grabs when possible. Led by King Harris Tourneur, Tenibria appears to be amassing a global empire. You are all crew aboard a Tenibrian naval vessel. Your ship, the Drake's Crest, was returning home to Tenibria with a large portion of the Armada after a successful battle against orcs and other enemies on the continent of Udeven. Udeven, to the viewers, may or may not sound familiar because it is the home continent of what are one of our core PCs. However, an incredibly violent storm at sea has caused you and the Drake's Crest to become separated from the rest of the fleet. You're in the middle of the ocean with some damage to your ship, predominantly the sails, the rigging, and the masts. And you need to figure out how to get home to Tenibria, a country on the western half of the continent of Perim. Your captain, uh, Walter S. Rivers, who you normally would expect to be um, sort of the lead decision maker on your vessel, uh, was very seriously injured uh, in the course of the storm and trying to keep things together. Um, so he is convalescing in his cabin below decks, which leaves Lieutenant Carter Dawson Clark uh, as the second in command now in charge of the boat. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Uh, just so you all know, um, <laughs> since I didn't tell you this before, it's not just the four of you. There are uh, NPC sailors running this ship, um, so you can give orders and ask for help. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so, so we don't have to actually know how to sail a ship? Is that what you're saying? I mean, you might have to work on it, but there are also sailors. Um, because <laughs> sa sailing is only the job for some of you. For some of you, you are there to do jobs other than sailing. Hard tech, pull the jib. 
Brother. <laughs> Secure the sale, and that's about all I know how to do. The sale's well, gone. We've lost it. So, currently, um, you are pretty much dead in the water. Um, okay. Lieutenant Dawson Clark, um, this ship has uh, three sails. Uh, so, a large sail, a medium-sized sail, and a small sail. Um, they provide propulsion for the ship commensurate with their size, obviously. Um, but they are pretty much all non-functional right now, and the ship does not have oars. Um, so if you would like to move and not be in the middle of the ocean anymore, uh, somehow those things will need to be repaired. Hmm. Mm. Alright. Do we have, like, additional materials? Like, do we have, like, extra sails somewhere? Uh, there's not, like just extra sails lying around because they're very large, but there are materials for patching and repairs and things like that, yes. Since this is a naval <clears throat> vessel, it has all sorts of equipment and things. How large of a break can I fix with mending? Not big enough. <laughs> Good Didn't question, so. though. Yeah. <laughs> That's for, like, little things. Yeah. All right. So Peter's standing at the wheel of the ship. There are several sailors... Uh, surrounding him, just kind of wondering what to do, and he's he's just sort of like sort of thrown the wheel out in disgust, and turns around to the sailors and says, alright, look guys, we're dead in the water, we're screwed, so go find something to fix this shit, because I've done what I can. Uh, do you have diplomacy as a skill? <laughs> After that speech, probably not. Is that a diplomacy or intimidation? I can't tell. There is no diplomacy skill buff that I can see. Okay. Um, oh, so... no, wait. D20 plus 5. There you go. He's a charismatic guy. Uh, and <laughs> rolling the die, that got a 2. A 2 plus 5. 2 plus 5, okay. so, so a 7. So they all just sort of look at you, and then they just sort of like turn around and laugh a little bit. Psh, Mathers, you're not in charge. <laughs> I might not be in charge, but can you guys think of anything else to do? Because we're dead in the water. And if you guys want to, you know, live to see your families, we got to get back on land somehow. And that's going to pretty much require you guys fixing this shit. So, I mean, you can be pissed off about what I'm saying here, but... Not your enemy, because I'm telling you the truth. Uh, Lieutenant Dawson Clark, how do you feel about what's going on on decks? Um, I think the first thing that we need to do is find some materials to repair our sails so that we can get going somewhere. Um, so I can use um, the... I have a search skill that's D20 plus 4, so we can find where these might be. Um, and I also have a... a a skill of um, geography knowledge. So while I um, kind of delegate the uh, responsibilities of finding those materials, I use my geography skill to figure out where we might be. Awesome. Um, um, yeah, as, speaking of delegation, um, just so you know, you have uh, six uh, sailors who are sort of your more experienced or uh, expert type sailors. Um, I'm going to rattle the names off, but if you want them again, I can list them again. Uh, so Jenkins, Clancy, Turner, Howard, Tibbs, and Bowden are the sailors that you know have been doing this for a while. Um, there's also a whole bunch of sort of younger, less experienced sailors on board, um, but if you want to delegate tasks to any of those uh, six fellows, um, they might be good places to start. Okay. Uh, so for the... Um... 
the junior sailors, I'll delegate the task of finding the materials or like fetching the materials and gathering them uh, for the more experienced sailors. And I use my uh, D20 or plus four search skill to locate those um, in case they might their locations on the ship might have shifted during the storm because you never know what can happen. Awesome. Yeah, uh, roll, me a, roll me a search check then. All right. Oh, yes. Sorry. Uh, can I roll a check, a survival check, to see if I can see land? Um, that would be a perception check if you're looking for land. Um, are you standing on the deck, or are you going up into the crow's nest? Uh, I was in, um, I was in the, uh, um, I was in the cabin, but I can head up to the crow's nest. Okay, um, just so you know, there is somebody up there doing, like, their turn at watch, um, but you can certainly replace them if you'd like. Okay, I'll just stay on the deck and take a look for take a look for myself so he just sort of like walks outside the uh, navigation room and um so let's like... do uh emily's uh uh you were doing search first right oh, and then sorry. yes to, yeah. i thought you'd already done that no, that's all right <laughs> um so i rolled an 11 so plus four would be 15 Cool. Yeah. Um, so you definitely, um, with the, with all of those junior sailors sort of running around the decks, they eventually find, um, extra canvas, needle and thread, extra rope, all the things you would need to repair the rigging, um, patch the sails, all of that good stuff. So now you've got all the things, um, but it's still going to require a bit of work. Um, we'll cut to Mathers for a moment. You're doing a, a perception check to look for land. Uh, yeah, I'll just mm -hmm. re-roll. Nope, I got a four. Okay, lots four of ocean. Probably uh, four plus six, so a ten. Okay, yeah, lots of ocean. You don't see anything right now. Um, yeah, Lieutenant Dawson Clark. So you've got materials, and you've got a whole bunch of people at your disposal. Like I said, you're basically in charge of order orders on the ship right now because the captain is indisposed. Um, so you can delegate as you see fit for repairs. Okay, so. Um... I will you delegate uh, the tasks of assembling the sails and everything to the more experienced sailors. Okay. Um, I'm actually not 100% sure what all that entails because I don't know much about assembling sails. Neither do I. But I do, <laughs> <laughs> I do have a skill of knowing how to use rope. So okay. there is that. Awesome. Um, and I can use that to help because in a leadership position, I prefer to be actually in... Um, with the people that I'm working with instead of just um, being separated from them. So I, will use, I can use my rope skill to help um, the sailors as they are pulling up the, the sails and um, doing whatever they need to do. Is there anything else that we need to do for fixing Awesome. Yeah, I love the I love the hands-on <laughs> approach to management. I'm a big fan of that. Um, and yeah, you are certainly able to um, use your use rope skill if you'd like. Um, however, I will let you know that, like I said, there is extensive damage to the masts and the sails and the rigging. So this is going to be probably to get all three masts, rigging, and sails up and running a multi-day process. And um, so it's up to you to decide whether or not you'd like to help or if you'd like to sort of... Um, inspire the men in any sort of way. Um, so I believe you have both a diplomacy skill and also an intimidation skill. Um, so if you'd like, you could use one of those and give some sort of rousing speech or threat um, to the sailors to try to um, make it a little uh, easier for them to accomplish those tasks faster. Okay. I will use my diplomacy skill. Okay. Um, I don't know... I don't know if I can recite 
a speech that I would give them. But essentially, the gist would be, we will not go down with this shit. I don't, I'm, the ship, <laughs> my apologies, this is a family stream. Um, much like that, uh, the song from the 90s, I don't, I can't remember the artist, the, but it was a, um, a woman a songwriter, but I don't remember the artist. But essentially, we're not going to go down with the ship. And we've gone through worse times in our um, time spent in um, the uh, Tenebrian Navy. And we've weathered these storms before. And it's nothing that we are not able to handle this time around. Um, even though we have extensive damage, is damage that can be repaired if we put in the work. And many hands make um, small work. I think that's how the phrase is. But that would be the points I would bring home. Marvelous. Um, I, I love it. Um, give me a uh, diplomacy check then. We'll see alrighty. How, how rousing a speech that was. So, oh, let me just clear out this thing. So, it got a four. Plus um, two, it is a six. <laughs> cool. So, um... Oof. <laughs> so many battles. We're gonna die. Get them out of the way now. Um, <laughs> before there are monsters. Um, yeah. So it's again, they're all a little rattled from the storm, and they're looking up at the damage, just kind of like, "There's a lot to do, Lieutenant. We're gonna do our best, but there's a lot to do." Um, so they're gonna go off and start working. Um, would anybody else like to do anything in the meantime? Uh, could you tell me if we, uh... I would. I would. Ooh. Oh, no. <laughs> Sorry, Doctor. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, please. No, I... No, I, no, no, I, I insist. No, I... Two um, Canadians on a ship can't figure out which one to go first. I, 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 uh, did we, after the storm... Did you, we you, sir, 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 you're my commanding officer. You should go ahead. Well, thank you kindly. Uh... Did we lose any supplies or food uh, from the storm, or do we still have enough food to last for a couple days? Um, would you like to do sort of, like, you you want to inspect the ship? Is that what you're asking for? I, I want to inspect the ship and, and make sure that we just have enough provisions. Uh, and if not, uh, you know, the, the, the Shiner One wants us to, to provide for ourselves and not wait for our own salvation, so... All right. Uh, in yeah, that I'm case... going to go ahead and search the ship and keep keep it. I mean, if there's a quartermaster, maybe they would do it, but uh, there isn't a, an established quartermaster. This is well, a smaller ship. Yeah, um, we have quartermaster. So... I guess it's me now. <laughs> All right, Radiant. In that case, give me a search check to check for right. supplies. And then we'll get to you, Doctor. Six. Six. <laughs> um, I mean. A lot of the boxes down below decks have shifted around, so like, if you want to take the time to really search thoroughly, you're going to be down there for a while. Um, but it doesn't look like any boxes got washed overboard. Not that you are aware of, um, but yeah, if you if you wanted to like be absolutely 100% certain, it would take probably a bit of time. Well, I'm fine with that, and praise be to the Shining One that he made sure that we still have all the supplies we need, so... Um... I'm going to head up onto the, the top of the ship, uh, the deck of the ship, and, and kind of see what else. We already have some people working on the, on the sails. Yes, as you um, come up, you see there's sailors all over the place on the masts. Um, Lieutenant Dawson-Clark, did you have a... Um, which one of the sails would you like the sailors to prioritize fixing? Uh, large, medium, or small? 
Um, I think we can go ahead and fix. Uh, I think the medium sail will be good because it'll be enough um, to get enough wind in the sails to get us moving. But fixing the larger sail will take a long time. Um, so we can go ahead and fix the medium first, so we can go ahead and get moving, and then fix the large and the small sails um, after we have the medium sail. Did you say the, did you say the masts were broken too? Uh, they're not like they're not like trees like fell over, but like there's splintering in the masts, or you know, like the cross beams that hold the sails might be a little damaged. Um, but the sailors are, yeah, they're swarming all over that middle-sized sails mast now um, to try to start working on that. Well, are there any? Uh, perhaps we've been on sea for a while, so some of the the supply crates and such uh, down below are probably empty. Could I grab some barrels and use the cooping? Uh, to sort of bolster up the the mast. Um, yeah, if you'd like to do that, um, you do not have any skills in profession sailor, do you? No, but I have the skills to pick up a barrel, bring it up, (laughs) and tell somebody who does have the skill, put this on there. Perfect. So you're, you're basically providing materials to help them with their job. Yeah. Love it. Um, yeah, that'll definitely, both of the, both of the things you guys are doing will definitely make it easier for them to fix it. Um, doctor, you said you had something you wanted to do? Uh, yeah, I, I would like to, um, speak with the lieutenant, um, briefly, if, yes. if, if that's all right. Uh, so, l- lieutenant, I, I didn't, I, I don't, I don't mean to imply that anything that you're doing is, um, uh, anything other than what you should be doing. I think you're doing an excellent job, uh, uh, uh um, uh, assuming command, um, uh, I just I would like to update you on the the, the, the captain of the status of uh, our, our captain um, Kevin Rivers is um, uh, grave. Uh, I I'm I'm worried. I, I'm concerned, uh, and uh, so uh, I I just would like to em- emphasize that. Um, uh, it's 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 imperative for us to be underway as soon as possible. Uh, I I I I feel like I'm not properly equipped to 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 deal with his injuries uh, here. I see. Uh, Cheryl, would I have checked on the the captain? I assume that you're sort of double teaming, um, since you have sort of complementary skill sets bet- mm-hmm. between the two of you. Yeah. Then can we can we do a a posteriori medicine or heel check yeah. to get an idea of what the symptoms are? Absolutely. <clears throat> uh, I'll let you both do that if you'd like. Okay. okay. Teamwork makes the dream work. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sixteen. What's my on a heel check. Uh, that would be a 22. 22, wow. <laughs> um, so Radiant, you, um, you, you definitely saw uh, the captain. Um, he was hit by flying debris um, during the storm while he was out on deck trying to you know, manage the chaos. Um, doctor, you know that uh, he was hit by flying debris and it has caused some sort of internal bleeding that is rather extensive and um, deleterious to his well-being. Um, so he's currently unconscious and um, he's not like in any immediate peril, but it, he's also not great. Like he's probably not getting up anytime soon. So um, Peter right now is trying to figure out exactly where we are. Mm-hmm. Um, 
What kind of check do I need to make for that? That would be survival or knowledge geography. And you'll get different things based on that. Uh, and uh, just so you know, you do have a map of the world, right? So this is a, you know, old, ye olde map, here there be sea monsters on the edges, that kind of thing. Um, but nice you do, stuck like, in it. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, you, <laughs> but you do have a map. You have the best maps that the Tenebrian Navy has, you know, the ability to uh, acquire. It's just that you were blown very much off course. And so basically now you're using either knowledge geography or um, survival to sort of figure out where you are on that map. All right. I'm we have gonna to sail around the, the sea monster on the map. I'm going to use the uh, survival check. Okay. Oh, I got an eight. An eight total? Uh, so eight plus seven. So 15. 15. Okay. Um, let me see. Do, 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 do. Where's the survival thing here? How did we survive this long? <laughs> well, I mean, the, <laughs> no. the did we run <laughs> away from battle? Is that what actually <laughs> happened? <laughs> well, and mean, there were always oh, a storm. We used up all of our luck surviving the storm. Yeah. Um, all right. So yeah, with a fifteen, um, you can tell that you are on the sea. Um, somewhere in between the continents of Udivin and Arda, which makes sense because you were sailing um, east away from Udivin when the storm hit. Um, where you are in relation to those two continents and in, in the sort of like north-south perspective, you're still having a little bit of trouble with, but you know that you are, you are still in the part of the ocean where you would expect to be. Nothing you know, absolutely crazy happened. Um, you are in between those two continents. Um, so I guess that does actually give you a little bit of a north-south perspective. So you are, um, you are on the northern hemisphere of the, of the planet still. Okay. All right. So I set off to find the um, uh, uh, acting captain. Okie dokie. Are you having a conversation with him? Oh, I was uh, just setting off to find him. I wasn't sure if there'd be like a, you know, a cutscene. But oh. anyways, um, <laughs> so I imagine that he is spending a lot of time. You can correct me if you're if I'm wrong, Emily. But I imagine that you are spending a lot of time sort of on the deck supervising all of the things that are happening to repair. Is that correct? You may be muted. Did, yeah, I was going to say. Did yes. Really okay, cool. <laughs> Who can't turn on the cat? All right, yeah. So that is correct. So Apologies, my, uh, my peed froze a little bit. No worries. Um, so, yeah. Uh, oh, can y'all hear me all right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, Master oh. Mathers, it's very easy for you. You, you um, just walk across the deck, and there's Lieutenant Cost. Lieutenant Dawson Clark. Man, I shouldn't have made that name so difficult to say. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah so he's, he's standing there in the midst of all of the um, the work that's being done. All right, so Peter goes up to the lieutenant. Hey, so I got an update for you. Um, obviously, we're dead in the water, which he looks up the mess. Probably pretty obvious. Um, we're somewhere between Udivin and Arda. Not sure exactly where. It's hard to say. Not really any great navigation signs right now. We're so probably going to have to wait Peter for more call. Peter goes up to the lieutenant. Okay. All right. Um, and is there a way to find an update on the progress of the um, of the repairs on the ship? So I do have a perception skill. Mm -hmm. 
Um, you don't even need to use the perception, though. Um, you can see that uh, they're definitely um, progressing, and I'm sort of being very liberal with the time that it's taking to have these conversations and do these tasks. Um, but you can see that the work is definitely progressing, um, and it looks like... Woo! Um, you would anticipate that by the end of today, um, the medium-sized sale might be mostly functional. Okay. Um, I do have a craft skill, and it looks like I, uh, my character um, is very experienced in the craft, so I can use that to uh, kind of get a more hands-on um, on repairing the 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 mast for the um yeah you can definitely use that again um similar to uh, the other things you were doing to sort of like help the help the crew along um so, yeah. uh, because it, it does look pretty damaged sorry you're cutting out i don't think i heard the whole thing so peter's oh. peter's um, Peter's still standing there and, you know, seeing the lieutenant work and just sort of shouts out. So, you know, sailing, navigation, um, I've, you know, I tried to figure out where we are and obviously we're dead in the water. We're not going anywhere. Um, does anybody check the stock room, see if we have supplies or anything like that? If you guys are on the deck, I might have heard this conversation. I would, I would say so, so. yeah. I imagine uh, as the sort of, like, senior staff on this ship that you're all staying yeah. fairly close. Yeah. Uh, I, I took a quick walk around uh, to see if it seemed like anything got dumped overboard, and it, I don't see anything like that. So I assume whatever we had down there is still there. Is there something specific you're looking for? Uh, no, I was, um, I was just wondering about the condition of the supplies. So even if they're knocked around, if, they're, uh, if our food is soaked in salt water... Um, you know, it might be as good as useless. Well, you might want to talk to the chefs then and uh, see if they can prepare that food first to make sure that it stays good. Um, I wouldn't trust me around a steak if my life depended on it, so. <laughs> so Just um, kidding, we don't have steak on the ship. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Peter, Peter pats him on the shoulder and he's like, yeah, that's, that's a fair point. So, and then um, he goes down uh, to the stock room to check for himself. Okay, um, you can roll a search check. <clears throat> All right, yeah, so I check. got a 17. All right, um, yeah, so you can definitely... Plus, well, oh. um, 17 plus 4. Oh, nice. 21. Yeah. That's even better. Um, yeah, so you can definitely see, as the Radiant described, that everything's sort of jostled around down there, which is perfectly reasonable to you because it was a heck of a storm. Um, but none of the boxes or the hull, more importantly, um, seem to be breached in any way. Um, so it doesn't really seem like anything has been um, soaked. Uh, you know, things are definitely jostled around. You might have more, like, of course you're not carrying eggs, but more scrambled eggs kind of dealio than, like, you know, intact food bits or, or other items. Um, but nothing seems to be waterlogged in any way. Yeah. Okay. So it's all still usable? Uh, yeah. For the, I mean, if you wanted to start, like, busting open crates, you could get, you know, an even better idea. But it just it, it sort of looking at the room and you know, Christmas morning style shaking things. It doesn't sound like anything too disastrous happened. Yeah. All the bulbs of garlic have been opened. <laughs> you don't have to do it at all. No, I'm sure, I'm sure there's more important things to do. So, um, Peter, 
goes back up to the lieutenant and, you know, reports that thankfully no structural damage is apparent and all our supplies appear to be in usable condition, if not perfect. That is great news. Um, I can use, hmm, let's see. Are there any supplies that need to be moved from uh, the underparts of the ship to uh, the top of the ship to help with the repairs or um, with getting everything um, in working order? <laughs> I think, yeah, I, I think between yourself and the and the sailors that you sort of delegated at the beginning of this and um, Radiant Brown sort of improvising some materials, uh, it looks like there's a pretty steady stream of raw materials needed for the repairs. So, um, yeah, the, sa the sailors have that pretty well in hand for the moment. Um, if you guys get to a point on this particular day where you're sort of done with your role-playing, um, we can definitely sort of do the fast-forwardy bit, um, but... Yeah, no, I think I think that mostly, um, what, what's Eric's character's name again? I'm so sorry. Uh, Radiant Brown. Okay, I think what, I think what Peter and Radiant, um, were... No, the first name's Marshall. Oh. Radiant's my title. Ah, okay. <laughs> I appreciate it. I give off a very, a very... Oh, right, I didn't matter, because but... I made that joke. Um... Descriptive. Yeah, so uh, I think um, what uh, uh, Peter and um, uh, Marshall were looking at were uh, mostly the survival supplies. The, you know, are we going to die without these sorts of things? Right. So. right. Um, I, if I, Percy would like to just, as, as other people are doing the manual labor <laughs> of fixing the sails, Wander around. He's going to kind of wander through the crew and kind of just check everybody and make sure that nobody else was injured during the storm. Just kind of. Great. Yeah. No, that's that's awesome. Checking um, up on everybody. Me, doing uh... that ship's doctor stuff. <laughs> um, let's give me. Did you just hit me with a hammer? <laughs> Reflexes. <laughs> um... <laughs> Let's yeah. do, do sort of um, do three heel checks for me in a row, and I'll just sort of you know as an average. Of, as you're moving through the I also have a 30 plus people in here. I also have a profession of a surgeon skill. I don't know if Are you planning on doing surgery on anyone? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, surgery? but I figure they also have to do like general okay, practice. Okay, yeah. Um stuff. Well, then right. I will let you choose. You can either right. do So three heel checks? <laughs> yeah, you can <laughs> either do three heel checks or three profession checks. Oh, well, then I'm going to do heel checks. Okay. I got more points in that. All right. That is a 16, a 20, and a 24. Wow. Nice. 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 That's how you roll, guys. That's that's how you do it. Oh, my God. <laughs> you the crap out of those I'm leaving the stream you now. did heal <laughs> She's rage quitting. <laughs> those are, those are leaving probably the some ship. of the best rolls we've seen in the game so far. Yeah, a 24. That's good stuff. Yeah, so you, you did, in yeah. fact, heal the crap Jump out of those people. Um, yeah, so there's a few bumps, bruises, scrapes, splinters, that kind of stuff. Um, Boo-boos. Yeah, boo -boo you get a cure minor wounds, and you get a cure minor wounds. <laughs> I think, um, <clears throat> so I think that, like, while the storm was happening last night, you dealt with most of the, like, oh, shoot, like, serious problems. Um, these are sort of the, like, yeah, you don't even need to use a cure, cure minor wounds on them kind of thing, because they're just, like, 
boo-boos. Yeah. Um, I mean, you certainly could if you felt like it, but <laughs> they, they're they all pretty minor yeah, things. Let me, that... let me kiss it and make it feel better. Exactly. It's, it's kisses and band-aids <laughs> and ice packs and, you know, maybe pulling out a few splinters, but nothing too serious. And these are all hardened Tenebrian naval sailors, so, like, you know, they can handle it. Um, yeah. Yeah. But it is so uh, nice that you're it... checking up on these people, so, you know. <laughs> yeah, um, it just you know, it's just it's it's just it's it's my job, you know. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now, now I'm gonna go like lean somewhere unobtrusive. You're <laughs> just gonna lean like okay. this. Mm-hmm. Um, Peter's I'm I'm also go... like sorry. Go ahead. Oh, Peter's gonna go. I'm just help the rest of the sailors <clears throat> until he's needed again. Um, I am. Jesus Christ. Okay, go. <laughs> Everybody's so eager. I love it. You can go ahead. All right. Uh, to a lesser extent, I'll, I'll also be um, just flavor-wise helping out with uh, like medical stuff um, as I do a little bit of manual labor. But uh, when noon hits, I'm going to step up on the uh, upper balcony and loudly give a uh, noontide sermon um oh boy let's hear it i'm ready <laughs> i'm ready you guys oh, prepared right <laughs> oh my. you set yourself up for this <laughs> i did um but I'm, I'm trying to use this as a uh to sort of bolster the spirits of the the people who are working mm-hmm. um and to, to thank the, the shining one above for this clear skies that we have here, the stormy nights blocking the sun, blocking the moon. Uh, they was terrible, but here we is, calm seas and blue skies. And thank you to the Lord Paylor for his support in our time of need and to for him shining down upon us, giving us the uh, life-giving aura of sunlight as we continue to labor. Please continue to give us your strength as we make our way out of this. Amen. Uh, Percy's doing that thing that <laughs> Percy's doing that thing that uh, I think uh, all atheists do, where like so everybody's praying and you kind of like don't close your eyes and kind of like look around and see who else is not closing their eyes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who else is this? <laughs> um, so would you like me to do a... Um, I can do a chaplain profession check, or I could do a diplomacy check. Do you have performance? Um, no. Um, okay, yeah, in that case... I mean, I'm not doing a performance. I'm doing, well, like, a noon What is the sermon. difference between a sermon and a performance, really? Um, One uses wisdom and the other uses... Charisma, Charisma, but yeah. <laughs> well, it's an oratory. Um, sure. I'll let you do a diplomacy check. That's fine. Okay, good. That's the one that I have a higher rank in. So, <laughs> uh, fourteen plus five is a nineteen. Very rousing. Um, so you see oh. that the 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 men go back to work uh, with a renewed vigor, and yes, you can definitely tell that the medium sail and the rigging and the mast for that will all be repaired by the end of today. Well, bless your hearts. It's good to see so many devout Tenebrian Palor followers on this ship. <laughs> As I give uh, the doctor a hearty 
clasp on the shoulder. <laughs> now, now, of course, yeah. like, you know, we may yeah, have... For, for the record, he was standing outside of line of sight. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, but I imagine that Radiant Brown might already sort of yeah. know this about yeah. you, because while we might have started playing the game today, you all have been working together for a while, so I'm, I'm sure that Radiant Brown has has noticed before. Would you like a pamphlet? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Percy, Percy's definitely never mentioned it. He's, it, it's like, he's, it, it's, it's, a, it, it's, it would never kind of come up in conversation. Mm. It's just kind of about. It would if I'm around. <laughs> yeah. He would be, he'd be like, uh, yeah, uh, sh- sure, sure. Yeah. I'll take, I'll take a pamphlet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. Um, I really, I really don't know that much about Paylor, actually. Um, how old did I make So he's into sun? I didn't say how old he was. Okay, yeah, Lord, that's fine. Lord of the sun. That's fine. He can be he can yeah. be young enough to not have been around while Paylor was around. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> oh, I mean, he's 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 what he's 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 heard of Paylor. He's just trying to be nice. Mm, he's just like this is this non-committal like oh that, that's it, that's interesting. Uh-huh. And I mean, of course, yeah. Paylor's yeah. still around. Like still answers my yeah. prayers. Mm-hmm. Still comes up every yeah. Like you mm-hmm. said, it would. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't <laughs> argue with the sunrise. <laughs> this is what happens when scientists play D anD. D. Now you get me. <laughs> 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 Moving on. <laughs> yes, Lieutenant Dawson. Um, thanks. Uh, Marshall for his kind and encouraging words, um, and then Always a pleasure. Beca- <laughs> and uh, because Lieutenant Dawson has an attention to detail, um, I notice uh, some of the things that require the mask to be repaired and like the last few things that need to be taken care of before we get the medium sale up and going. So I have a crafting skill that I can use to make those last final adjustments so we can get the show on the road or this boat on, on we're already on the water, but get this boat moving. <laughs> yeah, you are already on the water. That is very <laughs> true. Um, yeah, go for it. That might actually be kind of the problem, the fact that we're in the water. <laughs> yeah. We just need to be moving just like a well, little bit. So I mean, we're going to get these, the wind of these sails. We're on top of the water, which is actually a better scenario than being in the water. So That is true. That is true. All right. Wise so. words. Right <laughs> <laughs> Always coming with these wise sayings. Lord Paylor loves his positions. <laughs> is this whole crew becoming southern? I'm just. This is a. <laughs> like, y'all, y'all doing a southern accent is is bringing out my southern I know, accent, I heard it. and it's so it's like. <laughs> no, nobody Our colonial to take a, English. I was going to say southern. That, <laughs> the the Tenebrians originally had a British accent, but apparently that's not happening today. So it's well, fine. I mean, the the, the, the high ranking Tenebrians might have, mm-hmm. but I mean, my family came from the country. Um, right, yeah. we're in a rural well, area. From a rural area. Yeah, and Both actually, my parents was priest of Paylor, and I was born into yeah. it, so. Well, and as, as any as any North American Southerner will tell you, uh, my accent actually sounds more like the traditional, that you know, way that, that the early High Genebrians would have spoken. Uh, it's their, their accent is the one that changed, and, you know, we're actually more authentic to the way the early Tenebrians would have spoken. That's Are we true. talking about future Tenebrian now? I'm confused. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Shakespeare would have sounded more like a, a Southern American accent. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Um, For any listeners or viewers, you should totally Google that because it's super interesting. It's really interesting. Um, languages evolve over time. Who knew? Who would have thought? It's not just animals that evolve. Don't at me. <laughs> Actually, please That's do because we'd love to talk to you about that. Um, anything else that anybody would like to do with this first day? Post storm? Um, I did. I can roll for the craft skill oh, yes, if that please. is like necessary. Um, so I rolled um, a 10, so plus 5 would be 15. Cool. Yeah, that's definitely... So I get some... Definitely helpful, Something yeah. done on that there mask. Nice. Yeah, so again, Lieutenant Dawson Clark takes that very hands-on approach to management. Uh, even though he's the acting captain, he still makes sure to, like, show the crew that he's not just standing around giving orders, but is, in fact, helping. And so you help um, put the last few uh, pieces of materials together to uh, fix things. And yes, by the time Paylor is receding beneath the waves on the horizon, uh, <laughs> the medium sail is ready to be raised and uh, actually used to propel the ship. Yep. And uh, Peter's been waiting for nightfall so that he can check the stars. I kind of figured as much. <laughs> yeah. So should I roll a navigation or a survival check? Yeah, or... give me another survival check as the stars come out. Or, well, as the stars become visible. Could I have navigated by the sun? <laughs> <laughs> you could, but... Uh, so, 16 plus 7. Mm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so with that, what, that's a 23? Wowee. Um, yes, so with that, you are able to get a pretty good bearing on where you think you are on your map. And um, if you'd like, now that the sail is able to be raised, you can get the ship underway if uh, you and the lieutenant think that that's what you'd like to do. Where do we, where do, where are we exactly? <laughs> um, so, well, without a map of the world, I can't, like pinpoint it for you but like i said you you had determined earlier that you were um in between uh the continents of Udivan and arda um and you can see uh now that you've got the stars and you know where the sun's set and things like that you've got a better idea so yes you are you know along um <clears throat> along a latitudinal line that you would not be a bit surprised to know that so you were blown a little bit off course you're a little maybe farther north um then the uh, fleet was really intending to sail because, you know, you do need to sort of go around the southern tip of Arda, um, but you can sort of navigate that. So you um, you think that you want to be moving in sort of a, um, a southeasterly direction. Okay. Are we closer to Udivan or Arda? That's all um, I need to know. Yeah, you're closer to Arda. Okay. So <clears throat> Peter goes and finds Lieutenant Dawson Clark. So, um, he knocks on the door to the lieutenant's office. I don't know if they have an office or anything like that. I mean, like, all of you higher ranking people have, like, your own quarters. So, yes, if, if if the lieutenant is not still on decks, then I'm assuming he'd be in his quarters. Yeah, I assumed it wasn't a cubicle situation. (laughs) Ship cubicles? (laughs) Not open floor plan. Yeah. You guys have cubicles. Juice bar. I'm very envious. <laughs> Cold brew nitro, co- nitro coffee. <laughs> so, hearing no answer, he just sort of opens the door and it's like, "Hey, Lieutenant, I think we know. I think we know where we're at." Lieutenant, how do you react to having your door just sort of unceremoniously opened? <laughs> Lieutenant, are you decent? <laughs> <Just> like... <laughs> Lieutenant's definitely taken aback. 
but uh, Dawson Clark is soft-spoken, um, but just kind of brushes it off because Carter understands that this is, these are some circumstances where people, um, you know, might not say to knock before entering, but that's cool. That's fine. This is um, what Peter is like, by the way. He does sort of. <laughs> <laughs> Much like the, the GIF of the man where it's like, <laughs> if y'all remember on the stream where he's like doing a farming simulator, y'all know, and someone made a joke about hoes, and that's where the GIF came from, by the way. Um, yeah, he just has. But no that's joke. pretty much a Lieutenant Dawson's expression. Um, but uh, Carter is pleased to know that we have a better idea of where we're going now that the stars are out, um, and we know our um, the direction that we need to go. Let's see. Um, yeah. So. Well. We can either we can either limp to Arda, dock, and figure out the see if we can get a big, better hand on the situation, or we can continue southeast to Udavin. Uh, I prefer Udavin. See if we happen to meet up with our the rest of our fleet. But um, just to clarify, sorry. Um, so Udavin is west of you. That's where you came from, and the yeah. whole fleet was moving east to go back towards Perim. So you would sort of your your plan originally was to go sort of straight east. So you would pass south of Arda, and then make it back to Perim. Um, so you guys got blown a little off course. So if you if you were to go west, you would be going for a long time back towards Udivin. If you go southeast, you would be going, passing um, under the southern tip of Arda and continuing back towards Perim. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> I thought that we were, like, just off, like, you know, the west coast of Udivin, so oh I, no, sorry. Yeah, yeah. you're you're had a, you're closer to Arda than you are to Udivin. Yeah, I had a meta misunderstanding. That's all right. Okay. I I need so, to make a real world map for you guys so that you know where you are. Yeah. But anyway, so anyway, claim you know uh, where we are. So yeah, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start that entire conversation over since it was just yeah. Sorry. So. <laughs> um, Stars white. Go <laughs> um, back to the speed force. Enough of the Scooby Doo ending. Yeah. <laughs> so Peter pulls out the map and he sort of points, you know, points a course and he's like, "Okay, so if we go southeast this way, we should, you know, we might run into the rest of the fleet. Um, we are going to have to go around the southern tip of Arda. Um, there's no, no way around that. Um, you know, we could dock there, figure out the situation, but I don't think that would be a good idea to." Put the ship in the Garden of the Gods. The Garden of the Gods. Oh yes, yeah, sorry for the two of you who are n newer to the game. Um, so somebody say gods. Yeah, Arda is Arda <laughs> is colloquially known as the Gods Garden because it was um, before the loss the the domain of the two sort of gods of nature in the wilderness, um, Obed High and Alana. Um, so even though y'all have never been there, no outsiders have really ever been there because before the loss, when the gods were still active, there were protective barriers surrounding Arda, preventing any outsiders from going there. Uh, mostly you guys haven't gone there because Tenebria just hasn't prioritized it yet. Yeah. I see. And what would be like the consequences or is it really known what happens if uh, an outsider, like is there any stories or old folk tales. Um, so basically, before the loss, those magics would have prevented people from entering, or if they did some, somehow managed to bypass the, you know, the barriers, they would 
<laughs> I mean, they were never heard from again sort of dealio. Um, oh, yeah. But more uh, recently, the problem really is just that Arda is completely unexplored and unknown. Um, so I think what Master Mathers is maybe getting at is the fact that if you um, docked your ship there and made landfall, that you have no idea who, what you might encounter. Yeah, and it's from from the from the sort of tone of his voice. It's pretty obvious that he's more scared of the place than anything. Like he just he's like you know heard the stories, which are all probably false. But the only thing that he really knows is that um, people who dock there just aren't seen again, and he does not want to fuck with that. I see, and that's a valid concern. Although, it might be useful if we um, are a little bit short on food um, or other supplies during that time. Specifically food, if we're able to find any... Um, at oh, she froze up oh, no. in the middle of the time. No! Oh, no. And then the captain died. Come back, Lieutenant! <laughs> the, captain, the captain just sort of stopped mid-sentence. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now we have to figure out who's in command next. <laughs> oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, sorry, Emily. Yeah, oh, no. yeah, you froze. Yeah. I'm sorry, Emily. You froze and you cut out. <laughs> All right. Um, so you were saying it was a valid concern. You, yeah, we can hear you. Um, but you said R.I.P. You were saying it was a valid concern, but also if you were short on supplies. Dot dot dot. Ah yes. Then. Um, <clears throat> Docking there might be a good place in order if we want to get some edible plants or something like that. Um, but that is depending on our supply shortage, our supply um, level but whenever we get to that point. Right. Um, even though it is risky, it would also make for a good story. And uh, we'll be able to um, let our uh, the other members of our fleet know in case they also accidentally dock there. Um, oh. And if we stay there for a short time and stay within... Um, a small area of our ship, maybe we won't succumb to whatever um, is going on there. So Peter sort of rubs his brow, which is just sort of what he does when he's either really, really pissed off, really, really, or really, really scared. It's, you know, a sign of a strong emotion. So just, I'm just going to ask some clarification here. Are you asking me to to sail towards Arda or asking me to take inventory of our take a take a precise inventory of our um needed survival supplies because frankly i'd rather take the inventory but um if you're telling me to go to arda it's your choice hmm i guess it depends on where we would dock so if it already be in the pathway that we need to go um like, let's say if there is a place to dock on, like, the south corner of Arda on the way to um, to meet the rest of our fleet, uh, then once we get closer to there, if we are able to take an inventory, um, it may be a good idea to stop there. But um, if docking there would be more out of our way, then I guess we could take an inventory first before making that decision to go um, to dock at Arda, if that makes sense. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm not necessarily a fan of this idea, but we are gonna have to sail around the southern tip. So, yeah, um, docking there. I hate, you know, and I really hate to say this, but it is 
pretty much as easy as not turning the boat, assuming there's, like, no rocks or anything. Okay. But if we're going to do it, we should do it during daylight because yeah. the lighthouse. Absolutely. And my character has some spells that can provide some light as well um, if we are in a situation that uh, has full-blown darkness, including um, the light spell, which can be used as a counterspell against darkness. So, Well, it can be used as a counterspell against magical darkness. So yeah. basically, yeah, like, um, if you see an opponent casting the darkness spell, you can cast the light spell to prevent them. That's what that means. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's a blocker. Yeah. <laughs> light I, li I like to imagine that you said that. <laughs> I like to imagine that you said that in character. Like, right. you, like, put your hand on Peter's shoulder and you're just like, <laughs> My character can cast light spells. <laughs> well, you know. I, I suppose it's it's good clarification because again, this is one of those things that like you have all been working together for a while, so like you probably know that Lieutenant Dawson Clark can cast some spells. Um, you've probably yeah. seen that in action, both for pragmatic usage like casting light, and also um, the spells that he's able to cast in combat. Yeah. Only there is also a cleric or something who maybe cast a bunch of spells that were. Light based based? On light sources or what? A cleric who worships a god who worshiped a sun god? A sun. That would actually be really cool. <laughs> Guys, I created a sun. <laughs> That's a higher like, level. Hey, I created a sun. He just hurls the sun at the enemy. Just Dragon Ball Z. Alright, so what's your plan? I so, think we should... Oh, go ahead. Nope, nope. I'm sorry. You go first. <laughs> you're giving the orders. Um, I think we should head towards the uh, the southern tip of Arda, and as we approach um, that southern tip, we can take inventory um, of our supplies at that time, because I imagine it's going to take a couple of days to get there, uh, depending on how far out we are, and I can actually get information about that, because I have the knowledge of geography skill, if that's something that might be useful in this situation. Um, and then as we approach the southern tip of Arda, we can, um, if we need supplies, we can dock there shortly, um, and then when, depending on the current time right now, um, we'll make sure, we can search for supplies during the day, so we can plan our trip, um, that way, um, and then we can only, we can stay on Arda for a very limited time to avoid any kind of mystical things that might happen, so that we can get up on out of there um, whenever we need to. Alright. So, I'll sail towards Arda, but I am going to be looking for an open spot so we can see trouble if it comes. Okay. Um, would uh, doing a, um, a a knowledge of the geography around us be useful in this situation? Um, so, um, Peter Mathers has already sort of done that in order to like get a heading and I'm uh, assuming that at the end of this conversation that that's what you're going to do Peter is go up on deck and actually like set the wheel and get things going right yep, yep. Okay. Um, so basically the next time we would need a knowledge geography check is depending on um, I guess this is a good conversation because it is nighttime. you did the thing with the stars now you're having this conversation um, so basically once you get the ship underway um, Master Mathers, you could stay up all night at the helm, um, but that would mean that you would be exhausted the next morning, um, or you could take shifts, like, like when we do, um, normal, you know, camping out in the wilderness and you take watch, right? Yeah. Um, so you could take shifts, um, you could take a shift at the helm and then have someone else take a shift at the helm so that everyone gets a full night of sleep. Um, I but kind of assume that's how, um, naval tips would work back in the day. Yeah. 
Yeah. So they uh, uh, he um, bids good night to the lieutenant, finds his you know his sub his um, substitutes, and they you know he retires, and you know they just sort of head to the um, head to Arda. Yep. Well, you think that's where you're heading. <laughs> you, oh, one, man. One of, oh, your, one of your substitutes. <laughs> one of your substitutes rolled a natural one, so that's fun. <laughs> but you, oh, don't, well, yeah. you don't know that. <laughs> Captain, there's a corpse on the wheel. What happened? <laughs> um, all right, so is anybody else doing anything tonight, or are we just fast-forwarding to the next morning? Um, Percy's, Percy's gonna spend the night in the captain's cabin, like, keeping an eye on the captain. Okay. Are you staying up the whole night, or are you... No, no. No. And napping. Yeah, just kind of sleeping, like, in in a chair. Like, really uncomfortable. Yeah, like, like, where you wake up and you just feel, like, garbage and your neck hurts. Because you're 30. How, how like, garbage (laughs) do you feel, Dr. Percy? Are you taking a point of exhaustion or not? No, no, no. Uh, Just flavor garbage. Uh, okay. <laughs> Not mechanics garbage. For, for flavor. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Flavor. All know, right. It's funny he mentioned the neck thing because that happened to me today. Ooh. Yeah. Welcome to being old. I'm so excited to turn 30. It's going to be great. Yeah. Welcome, my pretties. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So. The next morning dawns. Um, the ship has been moving all night. What would y'all like to do? Well, I praise the sun first. Yeah, you do. Yeah, it comes up. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, Mathers, is, uh, Mathers is going to make another navigation check just to make sure everything is on course. Yeah. Um, are you doing survival or knowledge geography? Uh, which one would be more appropriate in this situation? Because I don't know how far we are away from land. Um, like I said, it, it kind of depends. So in this case, um, survival would be using <clears throat> landmarks, which there aren't a whole lot here, but so basically using the sun and the stars and things like that. Um, knowledge geography would be more like uh, you looking at the map and calculating based on the heading that you set before you went to bed where you think, you know, based on the speed of the ship with that single sail, where you think you should be now. So yeah, I think no different geography would be more appropriate. And I got an 18, so I guess it doesn't really matter. Okay. <laughs> um, so you um, you calculate using the speed of the ship using that single medium sail. So it's not exceptionally fast because it is a big ship. Um, and, you know, of course, that larger sail would provide more propulsion. But you've been moving. Um, and so assuming that your replacements kept the heading that you um, set for them, you calculate that you think you know where you are. All right. Okay. Um. Normal stuff. Yep. Yeah. Everything's copacetic. Do we have an ETA on when we might um, arrive at uh, the dock at Arda? Or, um, yeah, do we have an ETA on that? Um, so Mathers' calculation um, estimated that you should be there um, or that you should be seeing that sort of, um, well, so I guess um, 
you said you wanted to dock on the southern tip, but I don't know that you decided exactly where. Um, and I can give you more information to allow you to make choices ah. about that. Um, but I, <laughs> um, but his calculation estimates estimates that you should be there um, approximately sometime this afternoon. Um, to, okay. to give you, so what little, like, so again, this whole ye oldie map thing. Um, so for Arda, you guys basically have, like, it's a blob on the map of, like, a vague shape that people have sort of figured out as they've been sailing past it, although it hasn't, like I said, received a whole lot of attention yet. Um, you do know that there's a large river that um, empties into the ocean um, at that southern tip, um, and that there's some forests and things like that, um, but uh, based on what little information you have on the map, that river mouth might not be a bad place to try to park a ship, as it were. <laughs> <laughs> I am not a seafarer. <laughs> Pull up. There's no settlements there, right? Uh, there are no um, Tenebrian settlements, at the very least. Okay. Does anybody on the ship know how to, like, harvest for food? Maybe that's something we should figure out before we decide to uh, run up on the shore, plan it to hunt, and then find out nobody knows how to hunt. Um, I have knowledge of nature. I'm not sure if that how handy that would be in um, that situation. And then I also have some fire spells. So like, if we come across any animals, can cook them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, that's very. I'm exactly. I'm. I'm sure that's exactly what Caleb Widowguest would say too. <laughs> I'm taking the uh, the Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild <laughs> approach. Like, whenever you shoot like a fiery arrow, it like cooks the animal that you're. Nice. Yeah. I, when, a, I was gonna say, when you cook things, are you gonna like sing the little song that can't fire? Yes, exactly. Okay. <laughs> I have a Dubious plus four food. on nature. Dubious food. Ah, so yes, yeah, several people in your group do have some familiarity with nature and natural things. So there, you feel there's a few of us in this group, sure. I'm yeah. just concerned that if we have to feed twenty to forty crewmen, mm -hmm. that two people who know how to hunt is not going to be nearly enough for the amount of food that we actually need. If we are a ship full of sailors who know how to sail. Those um those six more experienced sailors that have been around for a while, they also have a good familiarity with the idea of foraging and things. Again, this is, okay. you know, as as a naval ship, you've been doing a lot of um, being on other continents and having to subsist in, you know, military-style situations. Sure. So. Yeah, just making sure. Mm -hmm. All right. So I'm going to I'm going to ask um whatever crewmen are still hanging around to go down and give me as precise of an estimate of the food and water supplies they can and um, clean up while they're down there. <laughs> War Yoshi says, what about 30 to 50 crewmen in three to five minutes? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I need my fireball because what happens I if I have to deal with 30 to 50 crewmen, yep. <laughs> 30 to 50 commoners in three to five minutes? <laughs> All right. to 50 wild crewmen. Exactly, yes. <laughs> wild, feral, feral crewmen. <laughs> wild, feral, lycanthropic crewmen. Oh, no. There's, oh. Just, there's just like 50 clone, 30 to 50 clones of Will Ferrell <laughs> just running wow. around. I mean, you eat the wrong bush, you know, in some kind of unknown land. Who knows right. what could happen? It's a, it's a world of magic and fantasy. Anything could happen. God, 30 to 50 really feral really dragons, amazing. for all we know. I wouldn't be that oh, mean. Jesus. Would I? <laughs> 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 the, 
There are no dragons in this module. Okay. <laughs> I know. What? Spoilers! There are no dungeons and no dragons in this module. Oh, man. So this is just... Why am I here? I... <laughs> For the monsters that you will be encountering. Oh, he's gone. He rage quit. Do, oh, do no. people rage quit D&D? I don't know. Um... <laughs> 30 to 50 feral ogres is what mm, we're going to rent. Yeah. That'll be fun. That's where we're going to rent to. I'm yeah, well, but just right guessing. Wait, what about 30 to 50 feral hags? That's kind of close. <laughs> that <laughs> is. That's only off by one letter. <laughs> that's okay. That would be disastrous, though. Hags are bad news. If you're in 30 to 50. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 30 to like, 50. Only. That's like 10 to 20 covens. That's no Actually, good. Actually, that wouldn't be that bad because they would just argue with themselves. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well we got sidetracked um what was it somebody yeah. said something about sending sailors down to do a uh, complete inventory of resources is that the story yep the survival resources the food the water okay. um you know the stuff that we will die in days without nifty um so they're gonna go down and do an inventory okay um and they come back up and sort of described to you plus you know handwritten list they, they sort of reorganized the boxes and checked on things um so uh peter mathers are you heading this up this uh evaluation of the resources yeah okay because my um my uh, uh responsibilities are sailing navigation and stocking of ship and mm-hmm. that um, falls under it nifty in that case give me uh, just a straight intelligence check d20 d20 plus your intelligence modifier uh, so I got a 16. I am doing good with some of these rolls. Mm-hmm. Uh, plus two. Okay. Um, so you are able to sort of, um, do some quick mental math because everybody likes mental math, um, and figure out that, uh, your resources would have been fine, um, for the return trip had it gone exactly as you expected, but because you were sort of blown off course north and are now having to sort of, you know, um, take a little bit of a detour southeast around the continent um, that you might be, you are fine for right now, but by the time you're approaching Perim, uh, you might be running a little thin on stock. All right. How many days away are we? <clears throat> oh boy. <laughs> you want me to calculate <laughs> days for you? <laughs> um, well, I have a spell that, well, you know, creates food. Oh, right. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> oh. Well, I mean, that's something that I should probably know. So, um, why don't we just like call a meeting with um, you know all the characters because we're kind of the ones more or less in charge. Yep. And figure out what to do. Nice. So. And we're meeting now. Oh, yep. We're meeting and now, now we are. Okay. Sorry. Okay, okay. And now we're meeting. Okay. All right. I'm still getting used to like how a lot of the mechanics in D and D work because it's like, you know, normally if you're in a department, like things just kind of get delayed until they get done. Mm-hmm. And... Everyone, please send me your your schedules, and sure. I will send you... out an email. I'm gonna do a poll. Yeah. Like, yeah, sorry, I filled like... out the doodle wrong, and the day that you chose is actually not work for me anymore. Uh, well, I because... suppose it's also worth mentioning that like a lot of D&D games oh. don't involve a strict like hierarchy, right? So the yeah. fact that we have lieutenant and, you know, if the captain was uh, not convalescing, that we would have this sort of like first-in-command, second-in-command, and then some other people, that, that that's very different than a normal D&D party. So I totally get yeah. that it's, yeah. <laughs> we're, right. we're expanding our skills and challenging ourselves to roleplay in different ways. <laughs> yeah. Um, challenging me all right. <laughs> all right. 
<laughs> Calm oh, down there, old geezer. <laughs> yell at a cloud. Sorry. So Peter yes. Peter has the Peter has the list in his hands, the one that some of the crewmen wrote, and he, you know, he sort of looks a looks around and, you know, like. <laughs> so, I had my men do a uh, and women. I'm assuming. I'm assuming this. The ship you know... is all crewed by men. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. You are not a, uh, you are not aware of a single female on board. Okay. All right. Cool seamen. <laughs> <laughs> that is suspiciously Thank worded. <laughs> yeah. Just a, Why is everyone looking at me funny? <laughs> okay. So he uh, looks around and says, "I had my men go down and do an inventory, and um, you know, if we wouldn't have ran into that storm, we'd." Probably be fine on our way back, but uh, as it stands, we're probably gonna have. I mean, we're gonna have to go a lot of, out of our way to make it back home. So, I mean, we're low on supplies, or we're gonna be low on supplies eventually. So, I really hate to say it, but we're gonna have to dock at Arda. How many days short are we? How far off did we get blown off course? Uh, is that something that Mathers knows? Um, yeah, well, I mean, you're, you're, you're guesstimating or making educated guesses. Um, so, including the day that you were dead in the water, which you used resources but weren't actually going anywhere, um, you're probably, like, three or four days short. Okay. That's a really narrow margin of error, and I'm going to have a chat with the commanding officer when we get back to, get back to port. Yes, but the, Fact, the whiskers on the box and whisker like... plot are like a mile long in each direction because I'm an ecologist <laughs> and data are messy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but the factor of safety on the food was <laughs> like 1.05, and that's just well, not enough. I mean, that's including that's likely including like the safety margin. So, like they I probably mean... included some extra, but we yeah, that's got blown so far out of the way that you know, that extra is going to get used up and there's no way we can make it back without, like, starving or dying of thirst. Or that's not ideal. Or God for more food. <laughs> I mean, can you can you make that happen? I can make that happen. Well, I mean, Paylor can make that happen through me. Can Paylor feed the entire ship for, uh, you know, nearly a week? So it depends on how many people we have on the ship, but uh, I believe uh, I can create enough food to feed about three people. Um, we so have a lot more than three ten, people on each time, each time I cast, and I can cast five... So, alright, let me do some math. Um, I can do like four... I can do four casts at three people each, which would be, I think, 12 people's worth of rations. Peter... Peter has this sort of like. So we could just. Yeah. Peter has this sort of like. Look on his face that's this mix between angry and bemused and. There are and, there are forty one of you on ship, so it's the yeah. the four of you plus the captain five, and then the six like sort of you know mid mid management NPCs, and then thirty low level NPCs. Sure. Kind of. He kind of <laughs> chuckles as he says you know a snarky comment, and he just sort of looks at him and says I'll tell I'll tell the six men that I sent down to get this list that um, they and you know maybe an extra quarter of the ship will be well taken care of 
Well, I take that back. That's a third level spell, so I can't even. Yeah. Ignore me. I can create a bunch. Of, I can create a bunch of water, though. Nice. <laughs> Great, because we're totally. That doesn't have salt water. in it. Yeah. yeah, that doesn't have salt created by the lieutenant, who's being very salty right now. <laughs> the lieutenant's not being salty. The lieutenant's yeah. being quiet. The master is being. You're talking about the, the master, master. Sorry. Yeah. The 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 young the young upstart. <laughs> as as much as, as much as I I, I feel uh, I, I I'm hesitant to agree with the uh, the sailing master. Um, I, I, I as the ship's physician, I cannot recommend uh, these men go through hard labor without uh, adequate rations. Um, I I mean I I could I could supplement our water supply a little bit, but but I. I don't feel confident in their ability to maintain, uh, um, to enable standards of decorum and, and production with uh, without sufficient rations. I mean, as we're continuing the repairs on the ship, I certainly agree. But once we get the ship fully uh, operational and on its way, is there no room for rationing of our food stock? I mean. I'm, I would imagine I, we have the storage space. I would I would imagine that when um when Peter gave his when Peter gave his response, he was definitely think, thinking of rationing because he does not want to go anywhere near Arda. <laughs> like he's he's thinking, he is okay. thinking of like you know, the he's presenting he is actively presenting the best case scenario, including like the bare minimum sustenance, you know, severe rationing yeah. and the, stuff like that. And yeah. even even with his I really don't want to do this attitude, even he sees no options. Like he's really, really trying to make, you know, just going straight home sound good and he cannot do that because of the situation. <laughs> Yeah. According to the, the, the um protocols uh for rationing in, in uh, that, that this would be the the furthest that I'd be willing to push the the, the food supply that we currently have. Uh, um, and I, I would not. I mean, nutritional regulations state clearly that we cannot uh, deprive the crew of more than the current caloric intake that is is uh, is available. Yeah. No. And, no um, intermittent would... fasting for Tenebria. <laughs> Not would, for us. Would Peter have? Would Peter have any idea what um, the uh, current, how long the current caloric intake would last? Um, yeah, that was the estimate I gave you. So that was like, oh, okay. considering normal, yeah. So they're already rationing. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's kind of like the military thing, right? Yeah. You can party when you're home. Yep. So it looks like. Um, we are docking at Arda to, to gather materials so that we can um, ensure that we will make it home with an adequate food supply. Um, and we may even uh, stumble upon some medicinal plants in case someone becomes ill on the way there. Um, and it may also help the captain as well. Although um, Carter also takes into consideration like the fact that we don't know really what's going to be at Arda. Um, it could be much like um, the creatures that were in the movie Annihilation, 
where <laughs> movie <laughs> that was it's an like experience. A, um, it's like a minor image, but mm-hmm. major. Uh, <laughs> it could be a bear man. It could be a xenomorph. You know, oh. you, you never know. Um, <coughs> so we don't really know what to expect, but um, we don't have much of a choice. And we know that there's bound to be some kind of plant life, hopefully, around there, or some kind of um, something there that would help us uh, continue along our way. Um, So I guess we continue to sail through um, the day and arrive at Arda at some point. Fair enough. Yep. Yes, sir. And as Peter says that, like, he wants it to come out as angry, but, like, everybody in the meeting can tell that he is, like, absolutely scared shitless. You're shaking in your boots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he wore his brown pants today. Yes. <laughs> I'm impressed that you brought a change of clothes on this ship. Um, <laughs> so are we... Oh, just, oh, you know what? Honestly, I didn't bring a change of clothes. I just brought a Deadpool reference. Oh, okay. Um, so are you just continuing your heading um, with the one sail as is? Did you guys want the Ooh. sailors to be working on any other repairs? Or are you just sort of going with what you got? Because that's um, the other thing, right? But... Your ship is going slower yeah. with only the one sail. Yeah. Yes. Uh, we can definitely speed things up by um, uh, working on the larger sail. Um, and that will especially help us if we are... Uh, trying to leave Arda in a rush in case we're being um, chased by anything. So we definitely want to be able to head out there as soon as possible. So I sail might um, also help with like navigation. But if we're just going through. on a straight heading and we have a couple days away, I think the, the large sail is the way to go. Yes. Um, Peter looks at him. I, I agree with that. We need to get that large sail going as soon as possible because... I want to get the hell out of here. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and once we get to Arda, um, we can have a portion of the team go out and forage um, to see what's out there, and we can have a portion of the team maybe stay in and finish up any other repairs, including the small sale. But that we can get to whenever we get to Arda. Um, so for now, we're going to have the crew work on the large sale so that we can speed things up, um, and especially be able to get out of Arda when we need to. All right. Without um, any hiccups. Nice. Is there any one person who would like to try in some way to either uh, diplomacy or intimidate the crew members to assist them in um, completing the repairs on the large sail? I'd be happy to read off some more scripture on the one. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> so wait, wait, wait. Is that diplomacy or intimidation? It really depends what part he's reading. Yeah, if I'm reading the Old Testament, then yeah. <laughs> no, I was I was just thinking more about like offering to read us a sermon. Oh, that too. That is a threat. Is that a reward um, or a threat? Yeah. Uh, I mean, excuse me, sir, but most of the uh, gentlemen on this ship are <laughs> devout followers of the chosen Tenebrian Church of Pelor. <laughs> you you were all Paylor's um Paylor's chosen people. We he, are his chosen people. He he, he guarded over Tenibria and sponsored Tenibria until such time as he was no longer able to access the material plane for whatever reason. Oh, all yeah. right, fine. That's your Peter opinion, just I guess. kind of smoked <laughs> off, realizing that his 
realizing that his lighthearted jab was not taken the way he intended and just sort of... Mm -hmm. My armor class is too high for your jab. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Oh man. Oh man. Brilliant. Too bad you're not getting XP for this. (laughs) (laughs) You guys don't do inspiration. Uh, I, actually, you know what? Yeah, you can. Um, if there's if there's a roll during the rest of this play session where you want to have advantage, you can roll a second d twenty. Like so. So before you before you make the roll at all, you can say you're using your inspiration and then yeah. roll two instead of one. Yeah. Yay. Yay. Yeah, I, I did say I was going to start using inspiration and then I just didn't because other things were happening. But yes, we will do all that. Right. Uh, well, I'm going to give another sermon and I'll let you fill it in yourself. Oh, we get to imagine what. So yeah, the, yeah. the radiant, a, it, the radiant gives a. Well, we'll we'll see based. Well, on we'll his find role. out how yeah. good the, this how, one is. He he gives another speech. Uh, seventeen plus five, so twenty-two. It is rousing and inspiring, and even mm. though Percy is a devout atheist, he still finds the words and the energy of the man's voice to be inspiring and. Let's see. The sunlight yes. seems, seems to shine just a little bit brighter. Yeah. Um, yep. And so. Sure. Sure. Sometimes you know, religion is a metaphor for you know stuff, and yeah, yeah. He he, he gets it. He well, gets it. Yeah. And you can also recognize that uh, any port in a storm sort of dealio. That if this is what helps the men repair the ship and get you home, then yep. it works. Um. So yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so they. I'm supportive of that. Yeah. Yeah. So they set to work on the large sail. Um. And. Yep. So you're still you're still moving because the medium st- sail is still working, and they are beginning the process of the large sail. Yeah. And I'm gonna help with just labor, even though I'm unskilled in carpentry. Neat. Unless there's <laughs> some candle work that needs done, and then I can help with that. But <laughs> only very tiny, like Central Park pond boats use candles behind their sails. But yeah. that is a. I can't see what I'm working on. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> He's holding the proverbial flashlight. Yeah. Um, anybody doing anything else while the the radiant is being inspiring and then helping out the crew? No, um, just helping everyone out. Cool. I can um, roll um, something for a d twenty for my craft skill. Oh yeah. Um, to help uh, to build the sail, especially since we are. Um, on a bit of a time crunch because if we're sailing, if it's like kind of in the early morning and we're going to get there around noon, we definitely want to have this sail fixed up before we arrive mm-hmm. um, so that we uh, are not stranded. We're not so we don't have to stay there longer than we need to, really. Yeah. Um, well, so so you guys all had your meeting first, so I am going to say it's around noon when you have the men start working on the. Um the medium okay. or, uh, sorry on the large sale yeah so the radiant gave his speech and then um but yes you can use your craft uh skill to help as well uh, it wasn't Woo-hoo! speech it was a sermon whatever <laughs> you talked <laughs> speech was involved yes. glowingly, glowingly. <laughs> all right so i roll an 11 and plus five is 16 Nice. All right. yep so you are definitely also able to lend a hand um is anybody doing anything else where we nope, can continue zooming forward. Um, so I will say, as we um, move towards nightfall on this second day, that uh, Peter, you had calculated that you should be within sight of Arda this afternoon, and this afternoon came and went, and now it's this evening, and the lookout from the crow's nest has not saw, uh, not spotted land yet. 
Oh no. Well, so Peter, let's see. Are there records that like each ship person takes? I mean, you know who was on the watches. Yeah, but do the people on the watches take records of like where they're going? Um, yeah, they were following your heading, so they would, you know, there would be a record saying, I kept the heading that was set by the sailing master. Yeah, but would there be any sort of, like, backup to that? Like, if they took the wrong heading, would it... Well, so that's the thing about these checks, right? Even though you as a player might know when you roll badly, the character is convinced that they were doing exactly what they tried to do. So even though one of those NPCs last night did roll a natural one on their navigation, they think that they were still following the correct heading. All right. Yeah. So Peter does that sort of eyebrow rub thing that he does when he's very angry because <laughs> he is pissed off right now because he didn't want to go to Arda. <laughs> and he's even more pissed off now that he's not at this place that he didn't want to go. He's having a bad day. <laughs> yeah. It's a stressful he's, time for everybody. He's just. Yeah, he's mm -hmm. just really not a happy camper. So. Uh, rolling a survival check, uh, 15. Is that 15 total? Uh, 15 plus... And that would be a survival check for this one, right? Uh, yeah, if you're trying to re-navigate yeah. yourself or reorient yourself. Uh, 15 plus 7. Oh, wow, yeah, okay. So with that 22, you are able to, as the stars are winking out again, be like, oh, ha, and just sort of like take like two fingers and move the wheel slightly so you're sort of readjusting the heading um so you should be within sight of arda um hopefully sooner rather than later that's what you said last time <laughs> now, now would it be soon enough would it be soon enough to keep the captain from getting pissed off like would he be able to be like well you know these things have a little bit of variation or like does Peter think that the captain would know that something got screwed up? Um, again, you're moving very slowly with only this one sail in operation. Um, so that adjustment is going to require some time to actually work. So you you now estimate that you might be within sight of Arda in the, as the dawn is breaking, basically. Okay. Whether or not the lieutenant is upset is entirely up to the discussion. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, he's just going to kind of avoid the lieutenant knowing that um knowing that uh uh knowing that you know the lieutenant wants to come up to talk hey. to him about this the lieutenant can come up and talk to him about this but um he's gonna, i just he's i gonna i have on. to break character here for a minute and just i like i love the fact that your character is like is 20 because this is how every undergrad ever i fucked up i won't tell anybody and maybe no one will notice but i also i also love that he said he's going to avoid the lieutenant it's like a 70 foot long boat with like two decks right so you're like uh... do, 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 just like I'm gonna sleep in a rescue boat, being towed like... behind the boat. Yeah. Meanwhile, the lieutenant is like walking around, asking people, like, "Have you seen him? Where is? Where is? He? I need to talk to him." Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Where is he? I, am, I, am I need to him. I am completely in character, and you know, I'm gonna break character for a second. But like, if you notice, this guy is completely different than Lucanus. Like, I love I'm it. I'm not playing the same character at all. Yeah. So I am. I am really trying to. To channel who I was in my early twenties. 
awesome. So Peter is like me in my early twenties, yeah. minus the alcohol. I'm glad you were such a. I'm glad you were also a hotshot pilot in your early twenties. That makes this so much easier. I mean, I still kind of am now. So, <laughs> all right. So uh, uh, Peter is like sitting in there, personally attending to the driving because he. As much as he doesn't want to go to Arda, he does not want this screwed up again. So he's just going to do all of it himself. Okay, so you are staying up all night to drive. Yep, yep, because he is that pissed off. Alrighty, uh, is anybody else doing anything for the night? Hmm... Uh, how is the captain's health? Um, you can go do another, um, uh, another heal check on him if you'd like to check. That's a 22. A 22. Um, yeah, so he's definitely stable. Um, he might be sort of doing that, like, in and out of consciousness thing where, like, you know, he's... Uh, lucid for a little while, but just very, very exhausted and not able to stay conscious for very long. So, you know, probably to the point where, like, like you could tell him what's going on, but, like, he's not necessarily going to be able to do a whole lot about it. Um, yeah. Okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna sit by his bedside and, and try and, uh, try and get him to drink a little bit of water whenever he's, you know, oh, uh, alert. Okay. That's it. And that's what you're doing for the night? Okay. Anybody else? Nah, I think uh, Lieutenant will return to his chambers and in order to um, get a little bit of rest before checking up um, after a couple hours to see where we might be headed. That's whenever he goes and tries to find um, Peter to see where where, where we're going. Well, I think Mathers is uh, now at the wheel, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Peter's Peter's at the wheel. He's just sort of like not wanting to give the lieutenant a check in because something got screwed up, and he's not quite sure if it's his fault or his underlings' fault. But he just like he knows where he's going and he knows how to fix it. He just doesn't want like this on the off chance that it was one of the underlings. Um, he doesn't want this screwed up again. Oh yes, and so he's uh, personally attending to it. <laughs> um, and after the lieutenant wakes up from um, his uh, couple hour nap, he's walking around asking um, the other sailors and some of the junior sailors, like, "What do you know? Why we might be uh, uh, when we might be arriving at Arda? You know, it's been longer than anticipated. What's really going on? And they kind of avoid the lieutenant or kind of give a vague answer, like, oh, we're coming upon it just in a couple minutes or something like that, or in a couple hours, not a couple minutes. Well, and um, most, <laughs> most of them would probably even just defer and say, well, sir, um, that would probably be a question for the sailing master because I'm just yeah. tying ropes and whatever. Mm -hmm. That's true. That's true. <clears throat> uh, so the lieutenant goes and finds the sailing master. Uh, realizing that uh, ideally we would have been in order by now. Um, but that's okay, because uh, Lieutenant also acknowledges that uh, the medium sale would probably um, cause us to go a little bit slower than normal. Um, so let's see. 
I don't know if there's anything I'm gonna do here. Um, or I can I can use a like a sense motive. Uh, <laughs> that's that's something that you could do once you're in conversation. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's a sense motive is basically for using like if he's if if you think that he might be lying to you or you think that he might be trying to sell you a line or something like that you can ask to do a sense motive to in order to figure out the person's true intentions behind their words. Yeah. I see. Mm -hmm. Okay. I don't think we need to do that just yet for this situation, but because <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> um, there's no reason to, to think that there would be any kind of deception or anything. Right. Yeah. Um, but we do want to gather some information. I don't know that I need to gather information skill for that, but just to... Um, it depends on who you're talking to, but like your 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 instinct again you've been on this ship for quite a while and you've been in the navy for quite a while your instinct is that the sailing master would have that information yeah so. that's true um so the lieutenant goes to see what's up and um to see when we might uh, be hitting arda since we have not already um and what might have gone wrong yeah um peter uh, Peter just sort of points to the map and he's like, well, somehow we got off course. Uh, I'm not sure if I did it. I'm not sure if one of my men did it, but that's the situation we're in. So I calculated the bearings using the stars um, because, you know, it's easier at night to navigate because stars and uh, I know we're heading in the right direction. Uh, probably get there around dawn. Um, but yeah. These these things happen, and uh, I I'm not I don't know. That's just the size of it. That's all I can tell you. Awesome, and that is good to know. Um, so I guess there's not uh, too much to do here at this point, other than um, prepare to dock at Arda um, and to. Um, use any of the, the food supplies that we have in order to to gather the energy for the folks that are going to be uh, going out and um, gathering any additional uh, food supplies at Arda. Um, and I guess we can fast forward so when we get there, unless there's some other plans. Uh, if, if nobody else wants to do anything for the night, um, we can fast forward to the morning. Um, Peter Mathers, yes. you are staying up all night at the helm? Yep, yep. I am okay. personally attending to the navigation because, so Peter feels a real sense of duty to his job because, you know, he's young, he got, you know, the navigation, you know, specialist position on this boat, and um, that's why he's so pissed off that it got screwed up, so he's just gonna personally supervise it. Well, that's an admirable and... amount of responsibility. However... <laughs> you will be fatigued in the morning, which means that you will have a minus one to your strength and dexterity modifiers, which also means that your strength and dexterity-based attacks have a minus one to them. All right. Uh, but it is morning dawning. Um, everybody is waking up, and from the crow's nest you hear, Ron Ho! Yay! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um... So you hear Land Ho, and just as you hear Land Ho, I need everybody to make a reflex save. Ooh, okay. Yep. 
All right. I got 10. Okay. 17. Okay. 19. Okay. That's a 7. <laughs> oh, no. All right. Um, so as, just just after the, the sound of the land ho announcement from the crow's nest dies down, the entire boat sort of bumps or jostles. And the three of you are able to keep your footing, although it, it definitely surprises you. Um, uh, Percy, you get knocked to the side, so you sort of fall on, on, not on your face, but like you fall on the deck um, because the bump surprised you. And, and so the ship has been jostled in a way that was not the action of the waves. And on that, we're going to take our halfway bio break. <laughs> so, um, again, if you have any questions for the cast or the crew or whatever you'd like to call them, please make sure that you put them in the Twitch chat or in the uh, Periscope chat. I do have them open in case you have any questions. Thank you for um, Gyutan and War Yoshi, who are both um, in Twitch, or at least one were. of those is me. Oh, so one of those is you. You're welcome. Are you, are you... <laughs> I'm Gyutan. Oh, you're Gyutan. Okay, well, thank you, War Yoshi, for watching and participating in the chat. We appreciate you being here. Um, and also, hey, thanks, Weirdlings, for hosting us. Um, my friend Mark, I think I was telling you guys about him earlier. Um, so the Weirdlings does all kinds of cool stuff, in, including several tabletop RPGs, like a D&D game and a, a Star Trek game. Um, so they've been hosting us this evening on Twitch. So thanks so much, Weirdlings. Uh, we're going to take a real quick bio break, um, but we will be back in a few minutes. Um, so go grab a drink of water or a snack or whatever, and then come back to find out what bumped the boat. Oh, man. All right, and we're back. Hello, everyone. Ahoy! We all uh, got some snacks and some new drinks, and, you know, I petted my dog and that kind of thing. Um, so we're back from our bio break, and we're ready to go. Um, so the, sh the ship, the Drake's Crest, was just bumped in a rather... Un, un, unfamiliar way, I guess we can say. It wasn't the normal action of waves on the sea that the that the player characters are used to. This was something else. Um, Percy was thrown to the deck, and uh, this is where we're picking up, is in the moments just after the bump. So Peter, Peter rubs his brow, double fuck, and then puts on his armor, grabs his sword, and just sort of arms up just in case. Can the lieutenant do a perception check? Would that be useful right now? You may. Please do. All right. Let me... I am also going to run to the side of the boat and... You can also do a perception check. And if you're not logged into roll 20, now would be the time to do so. Oh. Oh, yes. I'm, the I'm, th I'm there. For our viewers at home, roll 20 is the uh, website service that we use to um, play our game map since we're not all sitting around the same table, unfortunately. Um, we are able to use Roll20 maps so that everybody can participate in combat visually. Um, yeah. Sorry, perception check or like spot? Uh, uh, you, you should have a perception skill. Ooh. Um, so, yeah, I, I sort of like, this is a hybrid 3-5-5 Yeah. Because spot and listen sort of do the same thing. That's like, kind of what I guess. Or like you're yeah. usually spotting and listening at the same time, so I like perception. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So I rolled a uh, 20 plus 2, so I got 22 for that one. Wow. I got seawater in my face. I got a 7. <laughs> you got a 7. <laughs> as soon as I just went overboard. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Well. Uh, 
Well, as uh, uh, Lieutenant Dawson Clark, as at first, as you peer over the starboard wooden the starboard wooden handrailing, you see nothing but waves lapping against the side of the ship. However, just as you're about to step back on the deck, you see an unbelievably large shadow move out from under the Drake's crest, turn, and move back under the ship and out of sight. As the shadow moved, you heard a faint rumbling beneath the water. Suddenly, you hear a strangled cry and turn to see many of your sailors trembling and pointing to an immense dorsal fin that has just broken the surface of the water not too far from the port side. Do you see it on the map? I think I, I yeah, I put it on the wrong side. Hold on a minute, come here to you. Um, oh, dang! Oh, no! There it is. We'll spin it. Can I spin it? I don't know how to <laughs> Is this spin a normal-looking dorsal fin? It's too big. I can't spin it. It's just going to be over here, then. Screw it. Um, <laughs> is it a normal-looking dorsal fin? Uh, give me a knowledge nature check. Hey! <laughs> nature hey. check. Roll credit. I can't do that. <laughs> you can't do a nature check. That's just impossible. Well, I'm not trained in it. So. Oh, well, in that case, then you can't. But someone else can if they'd like. It looks like a dorsal fin to Boy. you, Radiant. I just realized I'm, still I'm burned, still man. blood bags. Anybody? I see nothing. Uh, I'm, let's I'm see. Okay. I got a 16. You got a 16. Peter Mathers, you may not have been on the sea for very long, but you have heard stories of a monstrous shark that eats sailors and ships. You think that this might be a megalodon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> David, David Schiffman so is excited. out there somewhere very angry at us. <laughs> no, I, I interviewed David Schiffman for a video I made about the Meg movie before it came out. <laughs> That's amazing. I, I bet he's not watching, but later on we can share this with him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah. know, I don't know. Maybe he'll share it and we'll get some, you know, <laughs> followers. Anyways, uh, so Peter just, like, he's up with the, he's up with the lieutenant, points out there, and he's like, I know a goddamn shark when I see one. What's everybody yelling about? <laughs> it's a shark. It's a big shark. <laughs> and and at that, I will need you Peter, all. Peter points, his, Peter points his sword out, and... Um, <laughs> it's a rolling uh, issue. For, um, uh, for Radiant... For, uh, uh, um... Oh, shit. Sorry. <laughs> for Radiant Brown, he, uh, uh, points his sword out there, and he just says, big-ass shark. Big ass shark. That is that is a true I see it. Big <laughs> ass shark. It. Oh. My character likes to curse for some reason. I mean, we're sailors, so. I'm going to take a 10 minute break. Fair I'll be enough. back when it's my turn. Okay. <laughs> what did you roll? Uh, I rolled a two, and I have a minus one, so that's oh. a one for <laughs> good, me, good, dog. Good, 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 dog. <laughs> All right, um, so initiatives. Uh, anybody over 20? Oh, were we supposed to roll for initiative? Please. Uh, I got a nine, but it's plus seven, so like 16. That's not over 20. Anybody over 20? Nope. No. Okay, uh, then we're doing 15 to 20. I got a 17. Okay. Um, anybody higher than Percy? Um, I got a 14. Okay. Carter got a 14. Anybody else above a 10? Huh. 
Okay. Um, anybody else? Okay, yeah, so that's the three of... Wait. Um, yeah, what, what did, uh, what did Peter get? Peter Mathers. Uh, um, 16. Oh, 16. Okay, whoops. So you go before Carter. I'll, I'll be here if you guys need me. Okay. There's <laughs> <laughs> you water. Sorry, writing, writing the initiative order is <laughs> such good TV. Um, it's such good TV. And then you got a one. Okay. Yeah, I so did. We're we gonna change the stream over that's... to Matt. <laughs> I mean, that's that's pretty pretty on brand for clerics, honestly. Um... Sorry, I was busy pa praising the sun. I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> okay, all right. Big ass shark. Big scary shark. Eyes. Okay, so. Uh, for funsies, if you're looking at the map, Scary I don't know shark, why I'm not able to spin my shark. Why? This is not a baby shark. There be oh, there it is. I can see it now. I just couldn't because the background is blue, and so is the thing where they like ex they select. Okay. Oh wait, this is left shark. Left shark. Well, actually, I guess it would kind of be like this because it was swimming out from under the boat. Um. All right, but. Uh, yeah, so you can see where the front of the boat is. And on your ship, you will see um, one, two, three, ballista. Okay. Three what? Ballista. 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 Um, so the story on the ballista is um, <clears throat> that they can be manned by one or more people, but um, how that works is sort of dependent on the person who's in charge giving orders to the... Um, the regular sailors, as it were. Uh, so I'm going to... Oh, no! Um, I'm going to anticipate that you guys will probably want to be doing your own sort of combat and not using the ballista because um, you have some special skills and talents that the regular sailors do not and that you'll probably want to assign the regular sailors to the ballista. Um, but you will have to do that on your turn. Um, so the, uh, the expert sailors, the, those six actually go first. Um, so they're sort of freaking out about the shark <laughs> because, you know, a lot of them have heard stories of the Megalodon, but they may not have actually seen one before. Um, so they're very nervous, but they're sort of starting to think about moving, um, towards the ballista. Um, so they're gonna, they're gonna do that for their turn. Um, but the first one of you to go is then Percy. And you said you were below decks. You'd been knocked to your feet. And I imagine as they were seeing the shark, you were getting to your feet and you're hearing some shouting from above decks. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so Percy like gets to his feet, uh, runs, uh, he's, he's, he's smashed his nose against the, the bulkhead. So he's like, he's bleeding. Um, uh, which he's he's a real fair-skinned guy, so like the blood is really stands out. Um, and uh, he he runs up on deck, like dashes up on deck, and is like, "I'm gonna sick man down here! What the hell is going on?" Big um, ass shark. And then, uh, <laughs> oh, you can reply on your turn, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry. Uh, and then I I imagine like sees everybody looking overboard at the towards the shark uh and it runs to the deck and and freezes okay um, so you are on deck unsure what to do yeah okay so that's that's, that's your turn that's, yeah cool um peter mathers you're up next all right so are those experienced sailors still kind of milling around um, they're not milling around, but for their turn, they sort of, they started moving towards battle stations as it were, um, but they didn't actually do anything yet. 
All right. So Peter yells the top of his lungs, All right, man, if it can bleed, it can die! <laughs> and then he launches an arrow at it. Okay, so you're you're taking out your um, your crossbow? Yep. And shooting at it? I'm shooting at it. I'll right. shoot that there shark. I'll shoot that there shark. Well, I don't, I don't think so. I don't think it's actually. Let me check real quick. Yeah, it's just a short bow, not a crossbow. Oh, you have a short bow, right? Okay, yes. Yep. Because you are. He is a scout, which yep. is another fun class that you won't find in the regular player's handbook. All right. It's kind of so, like a ranger, uh, but with some different flavor. Let's see. Do I roll the twenty first? Yep. You roll the twenty and add the. So it should say there with the short or with the short bow d twenty plus something for the attack. Um, but remember, you are subtracting one from that because you have a penalty to your dexterity and your strength right now. Because well, my dex my dexterity is plus two, so I should really only like add one, right? Um. So that where it says on that sheet d twenty plus something, I already did all the math for you, but I wasn't. I didn't do all the math for you being fatigued. So do the d twenty plus whatever and then subtract one from that okay so i got a 17 for the roll and then the dexterity is normally plus two but since i'm under penalty uh it should only be a plus one mm -hmm. so i should have the equivalent of an 18 an 18 uh so you hands shaking notch uh, an arrow on your bow or knock an arrow on your bow and pull back and fire and it sort of grazes the skin on that dorsal fin, but it doesn't actually embed itself. Those dermal denticles are too stiff, and the, the outside of the shark is a little too armored, and uh, the, the 18 uh, attack with the bow did not, did not pierce the flesh of the shark. Dermal denticles, fun fact, that literally means skin teeth. Uh, so this sharks is a have family channel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so sharks have teeth on their skin, which is super cool. Like if you ever get a chance to see an image of shark skin under the microscope, it's really neat. That's yeah. better than the other way around. Teeth skin. Yeah, the shark <laughs> <really> <laughs> has teeth for skin. <laughs> well, I mean, aren't those just called gums? Oh, is, oh, skin. For teeth. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um... <laughs> All right, uh, so you, you moved, you shot, that's the end of that. Uh, Carter, you are up. Awesome. Um, so the uh, I'm able to shoot a flare, um, so that will create a burst of light within 30 feet, and I'll frighten the shark, so I want to aim it um, towards the, the front um, of the shark's nose because that's the most sensitive part of a shark. Mm -hmm. um, so... In order to get it at its weak spot, that's where I aim it. Um, um, just so you know, um, so it says within 30 feet. Uh, that shark, so each of these squares is 5 feet. Uh, so the, sh oh. the shark's nose is more than uh, 30 feet away from you. Um, but okay. if you wanted to shoot it kind of at an angle and you wanted to get it, like, basically so it would be distracting in the shark's periphery, you would be able to sh you would be able to hit it that far. But the flare is not a long-range spell. So okay. the shark, shark is almost as big as your boat. Almost. Oh, yeah, we're going to need a bigger boat. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for it all night. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Is that what you'd like to do then? To... Um, yes. And with the shark, um, I know that uh, some creatures would be dazzled um, after that attack. Would that be something that... Yes. So basically, the shark needs to... I'm looking at the spell. The shark needs to make a fortitude save. 
right? That's what it says. Yeah, uh, save or be dazzled for one minute. So that's a fortitude, a DC of 13. Ma, 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 ma. <laughs> Spoiler alert, there's no way you can fail. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you the shark's fortitude save bonus later, um, but suffice to say, it was not dazzled. Oh, no. It... Yeah. Oh, no. You, you see the flare go off. The old razzle-dazzle. But yeah, but the shark does not seem to be distracted by the old razzle-dazzle. Uh, Carter, are you doing anything else? Are you moving around? Um, you also have the uh, opportunity to shout something if you'd like. Remember, you are basically in charge right now. Um, so to, to help you with that point, basically these ballistae, there are three of them, they can be manned by one person or two people. If they are manned by one person each... Um, then they are, uh, then it takes three full round actions to load them, um, before firing. Um, if they're manned by two people, then it takes two full round actions. Okay. Um, I'll go ahead and man one of those. Well, I, I, I was, I was, no. um, well, I mean, you certainly can, um, but I was also indicating that you could tell your crew how many. Oh, yeah, you're right. To do. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, we can, um, have it so that, uh, it'll take two round actions to, to okay. man them, so, um, we'll have the, we're gonna have the junior sailors do that. Okay. Um, or, like, more of the junior members of the crew, um, and I do, should I do a diplomacy check for that? Um, you can basically give that order, and they're, they're going to do what, what you tell them to, because, yeah. That's true. Um, yeah, so basically that'll mean there will be... Yeah, shark. Yeah, um, two of the uh, sort of junior-level sailors on each of those ballista, and then you've got a whole mess of other junior sailors and the six expert sailors sort of continuing the business of the boat moving, because the boat can still move every turn. Okay, like, yeah, I that mean, is true. like, obviously the boat is still moving. It's not like it's... You didn't just, like, drop the anchor when the shark bumped the boat, but... Okay. Yeah. Um, and I think... If I'm able to cast one more spell, that's something I'm able to do. Or Only is that one a... per turn, unfortunately. But you can I understand. hold what you'd like to do for your next turn. Yeah. I gotcha. Nice. All right. Um, so that was Carter's turn. Now it's the shark's turn. <laughs> oh, boy. So oh, boy. the shark... The shark's turn is the shark as well. I mean, obviously, it's going to like swim around and turn because it can't just like turn on a dime like I just made it turn. Um, but basically, It'll splash. Yeah, it's going to turn back around and it is going to attack your boat. This is always the fun part where the DM is like playing against themselves because now I have to like look at the AC of the boat versus like the shark's attack and whatever. Rolling for the shark to bite. Shark bites boat, and shark does how much damage when it bites. Is the boat flat-footed, or is this a touch attack? Ha. Uh, ha. <laughs> so funny. That's a good question. Alright, so that's a 4d6 plus bite. 15 points of damage when the shark bites something. That, that's a lot of damage. Oh, mm -hmm. oh woo! Uh, that's uh, 18 well, plus... Well, it was fun playing, everybody. 18 plus 15 yeah. is a lot of... <laughs> we all round! <laughs> All right, so it takes a huge, crunchy, splintery, splintering wood bite out of the front of your ship, and you feel it. The whole ship shakes. I mean, it's still sort of moving, 
But uh, yeah, uh, there's a there's a giant hole in sort of like the port side of the bow, um, kind of right at the waterline. So that was cool. Um, oh no. Mhm. Mhm. All that work we put into fixing those. Yeah. Nope. Yep. Um, all right, so now it is the junior sailor's turn, and yes, they are going to move to those ballistae and start, um, firing them. So they will, oh, and I should do, um, can you all make, uh, reflex saves again when the shark bit the boat? I want to make sure that you, you know. I got a 20. A natural. Natural 20. Bow, bow, bow. Wow, wow, wow. Seven. <laughs> Seven. I just wish I would have gotten that on the attack. <laughs> Person. I got fifteen. Thirteen. Thirteen. Okay, um, so Radiant, this time you are uh knocked over. Um you're still ah! I <laughs> um were you were you on the edge? Yeah. I was like well I was by the side and then and okay. then I was just, so, so you were you were at the rail. I was at the rail. Do you guys know what these are? Is that a percentile? <laughs> these are percentile dice. Mm. So you you fell. Which which direction are you falling? The, Good this question. Could, this could be over real quick. Yeah, I'm really enjoying my minus twelve to my swim check. <laughs> Um, so Radiant, you fall and you fall, but you sort of like catch your yourself on the railing and sort of flop onto the deck and there's this big Thanks clang and like a little bit of a poof of dust. The sun god watches out for those who watch out for others. <laughs> <laughs> um, also fuck the ocean. Also fuck the ocean. <laughs> 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 oh man. <laughs> I was gonna say if the dugongs and sea dragons <laughs> yeah. people hey dugongs and sea dragons but if you're watching us now or later please don't hate us for like the bad job we're doing of playing with a boat this is my first time using boat mechanics <laughs> in D&D um also I don't hate the ocean no I, <laughs> no I it's too late it's canon you can't change no. it character sun god hates the ocean that's why it makes it evaporate all right um so uh yeah so everybody maintains their footing except the radiant who has a scare but holds on to the railing um but two of your sailors do fall overboard um into the water uh they are on the starboard side of the ship but they did fall off the boat into the water um that's the, the starboard is right <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so they are so they are on the opposite side of the ship from where the shark is right now, where the megalodon <laughs> megalodon is. That's so many syllables. Um, but they are in the water with a giant shark. Um, but the rest of the junior sailors move um, either to continue um, making the ship go, and then yes, six of them do split off and start working on the ballista. Um, and now it is the marshal's turn. So you need to um, basically. The way this works is that you would have to use half of your movement to get up off of being on the floor. Unless you want to stay sprawled on the floor. Sorry, the marshal? The radiant. Sorry, marshal. Marshal. Radiant marshal. Sorry. I just the wrote marshal's down. on the floor with me? That's so... I was all I, alone down Cheryl, there. Cheryl, you created these names. I just I, want to say. <laughs> I did. I'm sorry. I, I just wrote down first names on the initiative. All so, right. yes. Marshall Brown. Oh, you sorry. Were on the floor. Oh, my God. I forgot my own name. Yeah. Yep. So you get for coming up with a 
major, 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 major side type situation. Yeah, wait, who's on first? I was just yeah, going for exactly. like British sounding names, okay? <laughs> Can I do a, a, a side jaunt real quick? In the campaign that I'm running, I have uh, one of the main enemies that everybody's fighting are gnolls. Mm. They're like big wolf dudes. Are they regular gnolls? They are regular gnolls. <laughs> but yeah, gnolls, I. <laughs> I didn't realize this when I uh, created it, but I had a character whose name is Anol, A-N-O-L. Oh, no. And now every time that I say this person's name, all my players are like, where? Where is this Anol? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. you also have a player named Noel. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, I am going to... Um, Stand up. You are going so, to stand up? All right, so a standard action is separate from, like, the move. It's not a full action, right? No, it, it would say full round action. Okay. I don't think you have any full round action spells. And also clarify this for me. Yes, clarify. Um, clarify. <laughs> is there a difference between an animal and a creature? Yes. Is this is this? What, what spell are you trying to use? Calm emotions. Oh, um, there is a calm animals spell and a calm right. emotion spell, and the calm emotion spell just says that it targets a creature. Calm emotions does. Yes. Calm animals says only ordinary animals with an intelligence oh. of one to two can be affected by the spell. Calm emotions. It's a spell that calms agitated creatures. Right. This is a this is a creature. It is not a okay. regular animal. Yeah. Then I am going to. <laughs> you don't know that. I mean, <laughs> I'm gonna. Uh... His mother doesn't think he's a monster. <laughs> Mom, he's a lovely mommy. boy. She came out of a deep sea uh, trench to. <laughs> Never mind. I'm gonna stop while I'm ahead. <laughs> All right. no, they are mythical uh... creatures. They do not exactly. They do not exist. It's definitely bioluminescing all over its body. It's just this glowing mm. white shark in the water. It's really easy. Nope. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it was so easy to hit. Why haven't we hit it yet? I know. Um, I'm going to pull my, kind of use the, the railing to pull myself up. Mm -hmm. Your old bones. My, oh, it wasn't like this before the millennials. Um, <laughs> and then I'm going to uh, grab my giant, I actually forgot to mention this earlier, like this giant uh, sun medallion that yeah. hangs around my neck. It's like, it's like two a, pounds. Like a wrapper necklace. It's, yeah, it's like it's like Flavor Flav. 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 <clears throat> There's a save of some kind. Uh, it is uh, will negates, so I assume will save. Okay. Um, what does it need to beat? It needs to beat. This is what a second level spell, so it needs to beat a fifteen. Okay. It beats it. No. <clears throat> Has no effect. It yeah. rolled a twenty. Well, it, it rolled a twelve plus nine is a twenty-one. How the hell does it have a nine plus nine wisdom? I told you I would tell you it's fortitude after we were done with combat because it's fortitude. <laughs> it's crazy. 
It's, I mean, it's a no, shark, but it's a big piece. His brain is like this big. Yeah. <laughs> it's a daddy shark. Do, 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 do. All right. Nice, nice. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, um, is that it, Radiant? Uh, let's see. Can I, am I allowed to, like, order uh, some of the, like, the people as well? I mean, you can. Are there any, like, ropes or rigging that we, that some people could throw to the people who are in the water yeah, to get them out? Yeah, there are lots of ropes, yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm going to point to um, two or three of the people on the starboard uh, bow closest to the, uh, the people who fell off um, and order them to throw a line in after the people who fell in to get okay. them out. Cool. Um, which is good because it is now the expert sailor's turn. Um, so three of them will um, make use rope checks, and that'll be the whoops. Or I could throw a d20 on the floor. Um, they will <laughs> they will make uh, use rope checks for and spend their turn trying to toss ropes to these people in the water. Um, yeah. Okay. So. Um, uh, you do see two ropes make it over the side and land fairly close to those guys. They're still probably going to have to do a little bit of swimming to get to them, but there are ropes sure. in the water. Yep. Um, alrighty. Uh, Percy. Percy Quilton. Alright. Dr. Percy uh, So Percy is going to um, dash going a couple on. of a feet to the... What? Okay, uh, so uh, a couple of a couple of feet to the side uh, to where his uh, there's a footlocker um, at the the front of the forecastle. Mm, um, the fox pops that open, and there that's where his heavy his heavy crossbow has been still um, stored. Uh, so he's he grabs his heavy crossbow out of the um, the footlocker, yeah. slams a bolt into it, and runs to the uh, the rail. Propping it up on the rail and, and taking aim uh, right at that that big ugly fish face. Do it! Shoot uh, the shack! Gonna... <laughs> Shoot the shack! Oh shit! Uh oh! Oh damn! Oh damn! Hot damn! Let go! Yeah, as as he hits the rail, he's 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 uh yeah. Um, I, I think the, 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 the rail is maybe slick with all that sea spray that hit Radiant in the face because the, the bolt goes uh, arrive the 11. I um, assume 11 does not hit. No, it does not hit. Um, so, yeah, you, with all of that rushing and the fact that you're trying to get set up, it, it, goes, it goes pretty wide. Like, you can see the shark well enough, um, but it just... Yeah, he's still bleeding, it too. Like, off the mechanism. Yeah, 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 because yeah, you, you said he bonked his Ooh. nose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, yeah, he's, he's like, he's got blood in his mouth now. Like, you know, when, like, somebody's got, like, blood in their mouth and it's, like, in between, like, their teeth. Uh, and he's, like, highlights your teeth, like, yeah. almost. Okay. Yeah. Like it's when like a boxer bad. smiles. Yes, when a boxer smiles. Yeah. Yes, and this is exactly what it looks like right now. Yeah. Nice. I, I also, um, so he's, he's got he, I thought you meant the dog, and then I was like, no, he didn't mean a boxer dog. He meant, like, a boxer. <laughs> no, no, not no. That big bloodhound. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Also, his, like, he, he, so he wears this kind of, like, woolen, like, uh, like, 
like like knit wool hat, and it's kind of like moved up <laughs> like this. And so his like his his red curls are kind of poking out underneath it. So he looks like kind of a cone head kind of look. Uh, yeah, he looks a yeah. little bit crazed currently. Love I'm starting that's to think that we ran Percy's away from You think he ran away from where? I, I'm starting to think we ran away from combat at the beginning of this, and not that we are coming back glorious from <laughs> some land grab. It is a very big shark. Yeah, you were not. Very we haven't. We haven't won the uh, awards for competency. No, you you weren't fighting very large land sharks either. So you know, there's, there's a that. bunch. There's a hundred tiny land sharks. Hundred tiny land sharks. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> all right, thank you, Percy. Uh, Peter Mathers, it's your turn. Um. So what's what's happening with the ballista right now? Um, so they're in the process of being loaded. There are two junior sailors on each ballista, and they are working on loading them. All right. Um, I go to help load uh, uh, whatever ballista looks far enough along. Um, that's not... Basically, it's a two-person... Like, it's a, it's a one-person or a two-person job, but, like, a third person, there isn't really anything else to do with. oh yeah. i'd just be getting in the way okay never mind um you can if you'd like <laughs> how close is the shark to the boat i mean it's its face is right up on there it took a big bite right so it's like right next to the boat well part of the shark is right next to the boat part of the shark is like 40 feet away but you know yeah yeah well i'm just sort of wondering if it's like close enough to hit with my sword um i mean it's at the water line this is a a I don't know if your arm would be long enough to just, like, stab you down, or if you did, there would be some sort of penalty. Um, but if you'd like to, to figure out a way to get yourself closer to the shark, be my You guess. just throw your sword. No, no, that, that, like that sounds like a no to me. <laughs> so I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to launch another arrow. Okay. And this time I got four, so it goes really, really wide. There's arrows flying all over the place, in the air, hitting the water, not hitting the shark. And this one, hit, this one hits another arrow in midair. Critical failure. Okay, so that's Peter Mather's turn. Uh, Lieutenant Carter. Alrighty, so the shark is a little bit closer to um, the ship. Yes. And especially the the weak point of the shark, the snoot, if you will, the nose, Matthew, in it. I think that's a very technical term. Mm-hmm. Oh, snoot. <laughs> Absolutely. Boop the snoot. Yeah, we gotta boop this new. That's how we're gonna beat this shark. Two K nineteen, or uh, not two K nineteen? Nine forty two is that the year? Nine. Yeah. What? Uh, is it? Doesn't this uh, take place in like the year nine forty? Nine fifty two. Something. Nine fifty two. My my mistake. Year one thousand. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, so now that it's closer. I'm not going to do what I was originally. I'm going to say what I was originally going to do for later, okay. if we need it. Um, I was going to throw a fire spell, but we're going to save that. Mm-hmm. We don't need all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, for now, because this newt's uh, exposed, I'm going to use a flare um, right at the snoot uh, to see if I can, one, dazzle it, and maybe that will... I don't know if that's something that will actually leave some damage, uh, but it because it is pointed towards the shark's weak point, then maybe. Um, or it'll make the shark... Um, uh, it'll scare the shark and it'll swim away, hopefully. Okay. Um, so, um, you're, so you're casting Flare again? Yeah. Yeah, okay. right at the... the uh, towards the shark's snoot. All right, another the more f- you say snoot, the more I think that, that you, you think that's the scientific term. 
It's not. I know. <laughs> Let's make it one. Out of the five of us, the person who knows the most about fish is like, yes, dude. Like, none of us <laughs> so, so it, it did make its fortitude save again, but why why is the snoot of a shark so sensitive, Emily? What are those things called on the front that, that it uses to sense snooters? snooters? What, are, what are those special <laughs> organs? What are those special organs on the on a shark's snoot that help it be good at sensing things in the water? Um you know, I should remember the names of those sensory organs, but I unfortunately do not. Mm. But they're able um, to sense the um, uh, electromagnetism um, mm. in the, the water. It's how they navigate, really. Yeah. Um, I'm not an expert on shark anatomy, I should say that, uh, before I... <laughs> <laughs> they, also, they also use them to sense the electrical impulses coming off of sh- yep. fish, right? So like, yeah. yeah. Anybody else know like what those are called? Amp- Ampullae of Lorenzi? Yeah, yeah, the Ampullae of Lorenzini. You got it. Yeah, yeah, that was actually on an episode of The Flash I was watching. I knew, Mm. I knew that it sounded like some sort of pasta. It does. (laughs) If I was going into a restaurant, I'd be like, I will, I will have that. (laughs) I will have that that one, please. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so she. Um, so, oh, sorry. Um, So Lieutenant Carter uh, casts flare again at the snoot of the shark. Shark. Shark gives no no fucks. Okay. Zero snoots given. Zero snoots given. <laughs> Zero, Zero snoots. The snoot did not work. Zero snoots given. Okay. Um. So the shark. The shark is gonna move around over here, and it is gonna, cause it can sense with those ampullae of Lorenzini or whatever. Um. I don't know how to pronounce it. <laughs> um, but it can sense the flailing of the two sailors who had fallen into the water and are trying to swim to the ropes, and it is going to make an attack to try to bite and perhaps swallow one of them. Oh no. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It, uh, yep. Um, yeah, so it bites one of the guys, and then... Yeah, it bites him and does the basically the equivalent of a grapple, and he is he is in its teeth right now. It is it is about to swallow him. R.I.P. Oh, no. A random unnamed NPC. Um. <laughs> no, Randy. <laughs> okay, um, but that that is the shark's turn. So now it is all of those junior sailors' turn. Um, so the junior sailors who are loading. The um, the uh, ballistae take a second round to um, load them so they are now loaded so that they can be fired on the next turn. Um, and the sailor that's in the water is going to try to swim for the rope. And he is flailing because the shark just came up near him and he is very frightened. So I'm not sure if he, he did not exactly get the rope. The other sailor who's in the shark's teeth is going to try to get out of the shark's teeth. And that does not go especially well. Um, yeah. So that's the state of things as we arrive back at Radiant Brown's turn. Um, question. Answer. Does the command spell require understanding on the part of the creature? I believe so. Uh, so it says language dependent up at the top, but the spell doesn't seem to say anything about needing to understand the 
language <clears throat> of the spell. It just says, you give the subject a single command which it obeys to the best of its ability at its earliest opportunity. You may select from the following options. Yeah, it says language dependent, so basically that means that it has to understand what you're saying. Because it basically it's it's a one-word thing that you say, but like sure. if you said it to a thing like this, which does not have an intelligence that gives it language abilities, or yeah. you said it to someone who doesn't speak your language, it doesn't work. Have we any indication that this thing speaks to Nibrian? Um, <laughs> or, well, a common, um, give me a nature check. I am not going to do a nature check on if the shark <laughs> speaks English. Um, uh, just give me a straight It was like, yum, yum, sailors. Mm. <laughs> you could give me a straight intelligence check, well, because that's what it would be if you're untrained in knowledge. I mean, I don't think that the shark is going okay. to. You don't think the shark is going to understand. I don't think the shark speaks languages, so. Okay. I think you should roll for it anyways. <laughs> <laughs> just in case he gets a one and is convinced it believes him. I know you. Or maybe he'll get a twenty. Stop! (laughs) Bad. He just takes a rolled-up newspaper and smacks it on the snoot. (laughs) All right. No, no, drop it. Um. Here's my other option. This guy's about like he's about twenty-five feet away from the side of the boat, like just barely, right? Yeah. And so the dude inside of his mouth is also about twenty-five feet. Yes. I'm gonna cast a large person on the dude inside of his mouth. Mm. I didn't actually. Whoa, you can do that? I didn't actually roll damage for, for the shark on that bite. I wonder if that dude is even still alive. Um, well, please tell me if the dude is still alive before yeah. well, I, I mean, mark the to... in his mouth. <laughs> so it's just, he's so full. He's done eating people, and now he's gonna leave us alone. <laughs> um, let's see. That's uh, um, okay. So make a perception check for me. Okay. Oh, I couldn't eat another bite. <laughs> he wants a tickle box. Can I get no, this in a people no. bag? In the main game, we make fun of Lucanus for being especially vicious, but here's a guy who just watched a sailor get eaten, and he's like, well, at least I can fill up the shark's belly. I mean... Uh... Yeah, yeah. Oh, so I got a good meal here. I mean, a, and to be next. fair, to be 100% completely fair... I have never been in this situation, so I don't know what I would do. You've never been eaten by a shark. I yeah. if, if one of my if one of my employees was eaten by a shark and I had the power to like enlarge it, them, a Wyoming shark. Yeah, I I don't know what I would. Do. Well, you know what? So, Tremors was set close to here, wasn't it? Oh jeez. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm gonna all right, let's all up. take a break. We watch Tremors right now. <laughs> we, did Tremors say, break. we did say we were going to do that thing where we come on here and instead of playing D&D, we do, like, scientists react to bad science movies. Oh, we, God. Yes. Tremors so is down. not a bad science if, if movie. If people in it the audience the like that idea. It is one of the best movies of all time. <laughs> and that is a hill I will die on, except for the ones where, like, they all started farting. I guess that means that eventually I should put a bullet in the game if you like things that make the ground shake. Um, anyway, uh, the uh, Radiant Marshall Brown got a 15 perception, is that 15 what I mean? perception. <clears throat> um, so that body looks pretty floppy. He's sleeping. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. All right. He's just resting. Uh, oh, uh, Russell Run agrees with you, Joe, that Tremors is a great movie. Uh, uh, that was in all caps. Tremors is Thank a great you. movie. Kevin Bacon Thank is you. a state. Kevin Bacon is a I'm not going to disagree with the Kevin Bacon thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I, will, I, will, I will second, third that. Yeah, Kevin okay. Bacon is a national treasure. It was, 
It was set in Nevada, not in Wyoming. Oh, close enough. Uh, well, right. in that case... It's because Wyoming doesn't exist, There's one right? other dude who's right. in the water. Yes, there is another dude who's in the water, and he is frantically splashing around. He was trying to grab the rope, but he didn't make it on that turn. All right, well, he's gonna he's about to be a very large dude who's frantically <laughs> splashing around. Nice. So... I'm gonna I'm gonna run over to the other side, see Floppy McGee inside of the mouth of the, the dude, McGee. and then cast enlarge person on the one who's still there. Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this it. is like the Ant-Man finale. It is a little bit. Yeah. So this basically, Paul Rudd like punching a star. Yeah. <laughs> you guys see that like. The, the Radiant, yeah, even as old as he is, he's very energized, and he runs over to the side, and he uh, thrusts his hands out, and all of a sudden that sailor that's in the water, not in the shark's mouth, just broop, and he gets yeah, much bigger. Yeah, so he doubles his height, and he multiplies his weight by eight. Yeah. And he has a plus two to strength. Um, yeah. So. <laughs> the chat is really enjoying this idea of giving the shark more food. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what I'm going for? <laughs> it's just I, like I'm trying to imagine like the you know somebody has thrown a rope for this guy and this guy like grabs it and just like yanks that person <laughs> over. <laughs> oh no! Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, it just pulls the whole boat sideways. We'll see what happens yeah. on his turn. Keep making people bigger. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only time I can do that. Don't worry. All right, that's uh, that's that's the radiance turn. I love it. That was really creative. I'm all about creative solutions to problems in D and D. Um, it is the expert sailor's turn again. So they had thrown the ropes into the water, and they're all like, "Oh!" because they just saw the one guy get bitten, um, and the other guy get much bigger. Ooh. <laughs> um, so they are going to sort of collectively try to. Um, oh, he hadn't grabbed the rope yet. He hadn't grabbed the rope yet, so he's much bigger now. But he hadn't actually grabbed the rope yet, so they can't do anything yet. They are they are waiting. They are going to they are going to tie the rope onto the side of the boat for extra security. I love the slow mo that's happening right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they're, they're, they're working on tying the rope to the side of the boat. Also, hypothetically. Hypothetically. If this dude is large now, could he just pick up a ballista like a crossbow and just load it with bolts? He's not that big. <laughs> I mean, well, these things are also bolted to the ship deck. Like, All right. Well, like... he, can, he can load it really easy now because mm -hmm. he's huge. <laughs> or huge, large. Huge, I'm pretty huge, sure the uh, the troll character in the Discworld novels uses a ballista as, like, a crossbow, like, carries it around. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> this isn't a Pratchett book, First. Bro. First, he has to get back onto the ship. Everything is a Pratchett book. <laughs> First, he has to get back onto the ship. He's still in the water. All right. Um, yeah, so the experts are tying the um, the rope onto the gunnels. Um, so that means it is Percy Quilton's turn again. Um, so that guy is totally dead, right? Like, as, in my expert medical opinion... In your expert medical opinion, give me a perception yeah. check. In your medical opinion, he's floppy. That doesn't... It could just <laughs> yeah, that was stretch. your medical opinion. <laughs> Blood loss <laughs> causes floppiness. I've, I've, oh, I've been there. Ooh. <laughs> that um, maybe did not come out the way you wanted oh, it to. <laughs> no, it came out exactly <laughs> what I wanted it to do. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Blood loss causes floppiness. <laughs> 
does a does a twenty five is that good enough to know whether he's oh, dead or not? Oh, so toast. Oh my goodness. Okay, I yes. would. You know what? Oh, you now. I would just love it if the ship's doctor spent this turn just signing a death certificate. Yeah. Oh, D.E.D. dead. He oh, is yeah. dead. Cause of death. He is so dead. So dead. Oh. Just looks over the side of the boat. Floppy McGee is totally Did fucked you, up. You tried to shoot your crossbow again. Yes. No. Uh-huh. What did you... It didn't, what, it didn't work. It didn't, it didn't, it didn't work. work. What, what did, did you work. roll? What did you roll? Oh, uh, I rolled a seven. Okay. I was gonna say when Minus you make a face one. like that, I'm like, dude, you don't get to you don't get to not tell me if you roll a one. It was a seven. Okay. Alright. Did not yeah. work. Still still firing bolts, but they are not not making purchase on the shark. I know you floppy your podcast to change the history of the world, but nobody's gonna hear this story because <laughs> you're all gonna die, is We're that all gonna die. <laughs> It'll and the and the history's gonna be what happened to that boat? Uh I have I have many I have many backup contingency plans. <laughs> oh, another another boat. bigger shark goes up and eats that bird <laughs> shark. Oh no, it was it was suggested because I, I I asked my husband I was like, what should I do if they die and they don't do the thing that I want them to do at the end of this storyline? And he was like, well, like a rescue party could come and like pick up the story. And I was like, perfect. So <laughs> we, might, we might just have new characters. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, all right. So, uh, so that was Percy Quilton's turn. Now it is uh, Peter Mather's turn. All right. So Peter is. I'm just gonna say this like right now. He is just angrily firing arrows. Uh, <laughs> like, pew, 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 pew. there's nothing else he can do. Like he doesn't want to jump in the water to like, you know, use his sword on the shark and um, like his dagger is useless stupid. in this situation. So. That is literally what he was doing right now. He is angrily firing arrows. Do it. Yep. Can't bring a shark uh, to a sword to a shark. And <laughs> I just rolled a two. Angrily firing arrows. Yep. Do you guys know in The Incredibles when Dash <laughs> cries out, "We're dead"? Yeah. That's what I feel like right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we have three ballistae firing this turn. You so... do have three yeah. ballistae firing yeah. this turn. Yeah, but they're all going to roll through. And, and, and we've already done zero points of damage. So, you know. Yeah. Maybe this thing only has one HP. Huh? But, but, you know what? No, we have three ballistae firing at the shark this turn, plus one huge friggin' guy. Large guy. Large guy. Yeah, he's only large. He's not huge. Um, large boy. But what if I cast a spell on him a second time? <laughs> they is it exponential growth or is it just I think there's a weird internet fetish about that. Anyway. Oh, jeez. Oh. Anyway. I don't know. Uh, the wow. chat, It'll only take until wants... episode 5 to get to rule 34. I, apparently. Um, the chat wants Peter Mathers to jump in the water. Um, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> chat. <laughs> doesn't sound like that's going to happen. <laughs> Yeah, he's not a very likable character, is he? The shark or Peter? Peter. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Everybody People likes, like a, everybody likes a bad boy. He's doing his best. Yeah. Um, Lieutenant Carter, Dawson Clark. All right. All. So, because, <laughs> because the... Uh, the flare did not work as intended, did not scare the shark or do any kind of damage, um... I'm just going to bring in the big guns with my Kelgoros Firebolt to just bring that on in there. Uh, hey. Because 
it can target one creature within 130 feet, um, and that's supposed to do 3d6 fire damage. Um, and uh, nice. If I do the yeah yeah, so so the shark has to make a reflex save, but even if it makes the save, it still takes half of that damage. So you can roll your 3d6, and I will roll a dex or a, a reflex save for the sharky shark. Okay. I got um a 14. That sounds good. Um what what does it have to, what does it have to be? What does it have to Oh, haha. The max is 18, I think. Uh it's yeah. a it's a reflex DC of 15. Uh the shark rolled this. Whoops. Oh. <laughs> the shark rolled that. But, Where was that when I needed it? Yeah, but the shark has a plus 16 reflex save. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> oh. Oh. Coffee's losing it. I'm calling um, shenanigans on this shark. Nope. Wow. These are, these are the stats right out of the monster manual. All right. Um, so shark nanigans. <laughs> shark nanigans. <laughs> um, so it's still going to take half damage. You know what we need right now? We just need a giant goddamn sharknado. Oh, uh, would that yeah. make it better or worse? I'm saying it, right? <laughs> huh? Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so how much damage does the shark take? I like it. Uh, so it takes 14? Ha- okay, so half of 14 is... Or it was 14 That's half. a 7. Okay, so it takes... <laughs> I have to do some math now. Um... So the half of that would be 7. Right, yeah. So it'll take um... 7 damage. God, I'm so bad at mental math. Uh, I'm a scientist, but I'm also bad at mental math. Those two things are not mutually exclusive. You can be a scientist even if you're bad at mental math. Oh, yeah. Um, so you can't be an engineer and better there, math. For everybody listening out there, I failed out of my first year, or I almost failed out of my first year of community college, which, as we all know, is just high school with ashtrays. Um, well, so, I went to high yeah. school in North Carolina. High school had ashtrays, mm-hmm, just saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Like you can be you can be bad at everything and still become a scientist. I am living proof of that. I continue to be bad at everything and oh, I'm calculus made me cry. Thinking about calculus still makes me cry. Oh yeah, I skipped calculus entirely. They mm, gave me a choice smart. between stats and calculus. I took the C in statistics. Stats all the way. Forever. <laughs> Forever. Okay. Uh, so I did the math to take off seven hit points from the shark. Lieutenant Carter Dawson Clark, you are the first one to do damage to the shark. Yeah! Yeah! Bring it in the plane. And everyone cheers. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you just gotta bring in the dragon powers. And by that, I mean fire. Yeah, that's, that's a good fine. spell. I just wasted two spells. Yeah. Well, I wasted one. We'll see what happens with the other. Yeah, Kel- Kelgor's firebolt. Firebolt is a good spell. Um. Okay. The- hey, it's the shark's turn now. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> All, right. All right, my beefy boy, let's go. All right, so <laughs> the shark grappled that person on the last turn, the, the very dead one that's in the shark's teeth. So now the shark is going to swallow that person. Gulp. Gulp. So Ooh. the shark swallows that person and then moves forward towards this juicy morsel that has appeared in front of it. Um, that's but not that a is... morsel, that's a buffet. A oh, buffet, <laughs> the juicy buffet. Are you guys talking about me? <laughs> wow. Yo, that's what I've always said Joe, about you. Do you feel like a snack? <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So, uh, all right. So it is the, all of the sort of like junior sailors' turn. So first, let's deal with extra large 
supersized extra uh, junior sailor. And My big and special boy. Large boy. Um, <laughs> oh, that, that is so. That is such a pop It's not even funny. Um, okay, so this time he is able to grab onto the rope, although he's still kind of figuring out what's going on. You know, like when you're a teenager and you get all gangly and you're not sure where your arms and legs end? He just, like, went through, like... He's like, in the baby phase all over again. Extra puberty, <laughs> and he doesn't know where his arms and legs end now. So That's he... an interesting question. What happens to the motor plan, yeah. <laughs> Chris, in the chat? I mean, what okay, happens to the who's in the chat? I, 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 feel like, I feel like it's one of those things, like, when you're, when you're uh, intoxicated and you're like, my hands are so yeah. big. <laughs> <laughs> Except he's having that about himself. everything. <laughs> My hands are huge, man. <laughs> yeah, let's uh, let's talk about that, Mister uh, uh, Prosthetic Limbs Person. What happens to your motor plan when you change your body like that? Biomechanist here, things be weird, yo. Yeah, thanks, Warioshi. Yeah. <laughs> they would definitely be weird. <laughs> <laughs> they they would be weird. Um, but he did manage to because he gets a, a boost to strength, which um uh, for being large. So that boosted his swim, so he was able to grab onto the rope. So now and he's on the rope. To the rope. That's what I'm concerned about. Yeah, well, you know, we'll see what happens next with yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. And, um, oh, and the ballistae have all been loaded, so they can fire this round. So let me find the stats on the ballistae. Um, I will let you guys roll them. So um, three of the four of you each roll one d20, and then I'll I'll add the maths on for that. Y'all do it. <laughs> huh? All right. I will do it. I will, all right. I'm just saying I'm good. Wait, should I roll? Shit! <laughs> That's fine. I think so. Eric's Eric's rolling one, Joe can roll one, and Emily can roll one. Yeah. I am rolling one. Oh! Right. I, I, Eric's roll doesn't count. I'm going to roll for Eric now. Uh, <laughs> Eric, roll that d20 one more time. This is to confirm whether or not it's a critical fail. It's a seven. <sighs> and I got a 14 over here. Okay. Um. So that makes the that attack a 16 which misses the shark or it does sort of the same thing that one of the crossbow bolts did earlier where it hits the shark but those dermal denticles are just too tough um joe what did you roll six six uh that that ballista, the ballista bolt goes wide um and the third ballista uh eric which one do you want it to be the one on the bow or one of the ones on the sides of the ship uh, it'll be the one on the bow because I'm closest to it. Okay. Um, so the one on the bow, they go to fire and something was wrong with the way they loaded the bolt in and the mechanism in the ballista just... And that ballista is out of commission now. Oh, no. At least it didn't fire backwards. No, nope. it did not. It did not fire over. backwards. Um... We are so bad at this. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna die. Okay. Um... So that happened. Um, Marshall Brown, it is now your turn. Yeah, Floppy McGee gets turned to paste. Well, he got, he got swallowed. So he's not there anymore. R.I.P. R.I.P. <laughs> Everybody in the chat is saying that the, the bolts go wide and hit Floppy McGee. <laughs> he's, he's a favorite NPC now, apparently. Rip Floppy. Yeah, Rip Floppy. floppy. <laughs> Another shirt. Um, I'm gonna name my next dog Floppy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Radiant, what you got? Um, 
Well, I've been partially effective so far. Partially effective. <laughs> we have we have a large a large boy now. Um, but aside from that, <laughs> they have two large boys, including a shark. Yeah, well, we have large one, boy versus large boy. They have, one they on have your, one large boy. There's one on your team. Oh, yeah. <laughs> The black, uh, the black Death, 2019 to 2019. Weapons? That's good. <laughs> what was that? Does Large Boy have weapons? <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> if he did, they probably are not in his hands anymore since he yeah. fell overboard. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if yeah. you got knocked overboard, you would probably do a whoa and a yard right, sale, yeah. as they well, say when you're skiing. Yeah, pro tip. If you fall in the ocean, drop you the metal things that you're holding. Yeah, so that you can swim. <laughs> yeah, but you can't do that with armor. <laughs> no. Which is why we're very glad that the Radiant did not fall over the side of the ship into the Thank ocean. God. Bye. <laughs> what does the Abyssal Zone look like? <laughs> um, it's very dark down there. Well, in that case, I'm just going to uh, pull out my heavy crossbow. Mm-hmm. And then sort of... Um, Lean up against the side and just and fire it into again, sort of aiming for the the facial snootish area. Highly technical facial snootish area. Yeah. Fire that crossbow bolt. <laughs> That's an Six. unhappy sound. Six plus two plus two is ten, uh, eight. I can math. See, mental math. 20. <laughs> Not required. 20. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, you've, you've, you've been doing a lot, but you've got your eye kind of on, like, a lot of things right now because you're kind of keeping track of the guy you cast the spell on, and you're also watching the shark, and so it just, it, it sort of hits the water in between the two of them. How do we miss? <clears throat> We're so bad at killing this shark. You missed. How could you miss? He was three feet in front of you. <laughs> Obviously, obviously we have Stormtrooper rain. Oh, Stormtrooper yeah, rain. There we go. That's a bummer. Actually, did there's a like there's some <laughs> little piece of lore in Star Wars that like the reason Stormtroopers could never fire is because where they were getting all their guns from, the people who manufactured them actually put in de- like defects <laughs> into the firing oh, mirrors my. so that they all went just That's awesome. I like oh, that wow. lore. I'm a fan of that lore. I like that. I love how much of Star Wars lore has to be like retconned, where yeah. it's like, oh, yeah. oh wow. Well. Yeah. Like, the movies and the okay, movies so now. twelve parsecs <laughs> is actually <laughs> nice. Alrighty, um, so it is the expert sailor's turn again. So they are gonna haul on that rope and see if they can't help large boy out of the ocean. Come on, my big beautiful um, boy. Yeah, yeah, they, you know, they start pulling. Um, so he's on his turn. He'll sort of be able to help them, like as he's like climbing up the Please side. Please don't pull so. them into the water. No. <laughs> well, like I said, they uh, they tied the rope onto the gunnels first, so okay. <clears throat> provided a little bit of security. Although it would be very funny if um, they got pulled into the yeah. I disagree. Yeah, funny for the GM, not for the rest of us. <laughs> ha ha ha! I inflict pain and suffering I mean, upon my. Players. I'm not like a. I'm not like a, a first edition DM where I'm like actively your enemy. I do want you to. I also want you to succeed because this is becoming canon history for the normal game. So if things go too awfully awry, then I have to do a lot more work. <laughs> first edition is a lot of you earn three thousand gold, but it's all in copper pieces. Good luck getting it back to town. Yeah, <laughs> I am not actively your enemy. Um, alright, so they're working on the thing. Uh, Percy Quilton, it's your turn. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot my crossbow. Hey, you are. Big shark. Mm-hmm. Big bad shark. <laughs> what was that? Uh, what did yeah. you mouth? Uh, mm-hmm. huh? uh, yeah, I rolled a three. Cool. Oof. Cool. Minus one. Cool. <laughs> Oof. Per- Percy's not especially dexterous. Um. I'm gonna set oh, no. this die. It needs a jail. Over there. Put it in jail. Blast his heart. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Wait, how do you have a minus one that's turn. <clears throat> he has a lower than 10 dexterity I do too but you also have like a plus 3 on attack rolls in yeah. your class right he has a very low dexterity what is your dexterity from a healer class doesn't matter okay I'm, I'm just going off the sheet yep. that the DM gave me you are so correct. and the the <clears throat> The, the sheet says heavy crossbow, mm-hmm. 10 bolts. Mm-hmm. So that's the seven bolts now. Uh, <laughs> minus one. Yep. <laughs> I hope there's some bolts on this bucket. But yeah, it's, it's cool. Once people start getting hurt but not dead, then I can do stuff because I'm a healer, yeah. I'm not a resurrector. Yeah. Hurt, hurt but not dead Somebody is get hold, hurt just yeah. a little bit. <laughs> right. Yeah, just something. yeah, like get slightly bit by a megalodon. Get like, like, bit, like, like a just bit. go go for like an arm missing or something like that. <laughs> just like, a big a big bruise. Yeah, like something like that. Something that I would, where I could just really some... shine. Yeah. I'd appreciate that. <laughs> if this shark turns undead, I can do something about that. But... <laughs> <laughs> Don't first, first it would have to dark. be a regular dead. So, you, know, <laughs> you, can, you can work on that. Um, <laughs> shark becomes undead. Um, Alright, thank you for playing Percy. Uh, Peter, it's your turn. <laughs> uh, Peter angrily fires another arrow and gets... Four. Four. Nope. Nobody's hitting oh. the shark. These are the worst rolls. They really are. <laughs> This is this is insane. Yeah, not not a not a good not a good no. game. Um, I'm surprised our boat has made it this far. <sighs> All right, uh, Carter. I'm about to start throwing people into the water so it doesn't attack the <laughs> ship. Like. <laughs> All right, Carter. Very cleric behavior for you. Yes, that's yeah. What, what's your alignment? <laughs> the sun god wills it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, what you doing, Carter? Um, I think I'm going to. Uh, speaking of bolts, I'll fire. do. I'll fire another fire bolts. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. to get some more damage on that shark, and maybe depending on how much burn damage we get on the shark, um, we could use it for food later. Just kind of like cook that meat, and then I can use an ice spell later on. Cry, preserve it. It'll be great. Um, nice. <laughs> I'm just thinking ahead for meal prep, but for right now, I'll <laughs> um, use another file fire bolts against that shark. Cool. All right, so it will do another reflex save, which obviously it makes, um, but you still um, get to give it half of the damage you roll. <clears throat> um, let's see. Do do. 
I rolled a seven, and so... All right, so that's half rounded down, so that's three points of damage. Yeah. So not as powerful as last time. That's okay. You have removed ten hit points from the shark. Woohoo! I'm not going to tell, you what, sure. sure tell you what percentage of its hit points that is, but yeah. <laughs> Oof. Oof, indeed. It's less than 0. 0.05. <clears throat> not yeah. yet significant. Um, <laughs> I mean, it might be. Um, uh, okay, that was Carter's turn. Now it's the shark's turn. Um, yeah, so it is going to go for another bite, kind of like at big large boy but also probably the ship because they're kind of like large boys right up on the ship yeah um so let me find the shark stats again (laughs) and it hits the ship and it does 46 plus 15 i can't wait to fall in the water i know right Mm -hmm. Everybody make a... Oh, that's not so good. Um, everybody make a reflex save again. Thank Christ. Thank Baylor. <laughs> Thank somebody. Why couldn't I have gotten this last turn? <laughs> the luck of the dice. I got a 20. You got a natural 20 again? I got a natural 20 again. Bow, bow, bow. 18. <laughs> Peter, I got an 8. Peter Mathers is just all over the deck like a ninja. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, so he's the navigator. He's, yeah. like, the guy who steers the ship. So it kind of makes sense from a character perspective. Mm-hmm. I just wish I would have gotten that when I was angrily firing arrows at this goddamn shark. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so did anybody get less than a 10 on that reflex save? I got an 8, unfortunately. Oh, no. All right, uh, Carter, where were you? Were you on the... Were you at the edge of the ship? Um, I believe I was near where the, um, the masts were on the sail. Oh, cause you, um, yeah, because you, you had been on the port side and then you moved so that you could aim at it. So, yeah, you're probably about in the middle. All right, so that means you just hit the deck. Um, anybody else get less than a 10? Hit the deck. Hit the deck. No? Okay. Um, unfortunately, one of the expert sailors who was on the rope for a large boy, um, did fall into the ocean. So no, he is now small boy. Next to... <laughs> so he is now in the water right next to the shark's mouth. Um, and there is another very large hole in the side of your ship. So your ship is having some trouble now. Um... <laughs> uh, Alright, so that's the shark's turn. Um, the rookie sailors are doing their thing. Um, so the two ballistae that are still working are going to start reloading. Uh, large boy... Uh, does manage to sort of struggle, but with the help of his friends, make it up back over the gunnels onto the deck. Um, and that brings us to Radiant Marshall Brown's turn again. (laughs) (laughs) That's how we all feel, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a journey. I have a bunch of useless spells. (laughs) Um... (laughs) Is obscuring mist? Is that concentration? Um. Let's see. Boy, am I glad that these spells are in alphabetical order. Yeah, no, right. <coughs> um. No. No, it just, it just happens. It just happens. Yeah. And that's uh. Not great. <laughs> 
if we want to try and hit this thing. But it'd be good to get this dude out of the water. Uh, well. I mean, you can't make us worse at shooting the Sark. <laughs> yeah, I was just I was hoping to have a situation where I could hide that dude from the shark. I, but I it would mean, also hide mean... the shark from us. Right, and it would hide hit... the dude from you. And yeah, yeah. But I'm just so, saying, like, you could cast it, and it would it it wouldn't make us hit it less. Because <laughs> we've already hit it like. Zero times. That's not true. Yeah. Carter's done some no, damage to it. We have. Okay. Okay. I've it up a couple times. Okay. All right. All right. Well, I think Actually. the only thing that you could do that would really make things bad for us is to like try to cast enlarge whatever on the dude in the water and hit the shark. <laughs> oh no! Uh, I don't have any more enlarge, so uh. <laughs> you are out of luck, my friend. But uh, this ship is moving forward, right? I mean, yeah, it's moving forward every turn. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'm just. I mean, I'm it's, gonna... it's kind of moving less less quickly forward now. I mean, sure. so first you were only operating on the medium sized sail, and secondly, it now has two holes in it. Yeah. yeah. But and holes are very still, bad for boats. I think it's still trying to holes are tend to be bad. But it for also boats. makes the boat lighter. Uh, I think it really depends on how you people. consider the density of the water which is now inside the boat. But if we open up some more holes in the back of the boat, the water will go through and then... <laughs> Get your axes! Head down to the stairs! <laughs> Wait, right. you're an engineer, aren't you? That doesn't work. Yeah, He's my back I, kind I, of engineer. And I took two semesters <laughs> of fluid, so I know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's like nobody, a jet engine. Nobody ever we knows just... what they're talking about with fluid dynamics. That's Look, just all we have to do is compress the seawater when it gets into the bottom of the boat, and then it'll go out faster in the back end. Ah, yep. Ah. That's what we so have to do. So then it would actually be spinning. propelling the boat, is yes. what you're saying. Mm. Yeah, yeah exactly. We just, like, have Large Boy continuously hug the water as it comes in. <sighs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to cast oh Obscuring gosh. Mist, uh, like, just... In the area of the shark. Okay. And in now we'll buy it. Of the shark. Cool. Uh, yeah, like a little bit on the side of the boat, but also mostly kind of extending out into the shark. And what I'm hoping that's going to do is it'll give us, it'll buy us a little bit of time to reload the um, uh, the balliste. Okay. And we can prepare kind of whatever else from there. Mm-hmm. So it's a 20 foot radius, so like a 40 foot circle. Just kind of off the side of the boat. Cool. Okay, um, so you do that. Alrighty. Um, the expert sailors are sort of continuing to... Well, a lot of them are sort of in the process of rushing below decks to see what they can do about this seawater intrusion problem. Uh, Percy. Uh, so... <clears throat> has, the, uh, has the large boy... Has he grabbed onto the rope yet? Uh, he's on decks now. Oh, he's on deck. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was. Uh, he was what about pulled the up. small boy? Wh uh, which one? The one that just fell into the water? Yeah. He just fell into the water. He's in the water. He's in the water. <laughs> and the mist. Right next um, to the shark snoot. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna uh, run to the uh, the gunnel and and toss him a rope. Okay. Um. Yeah. um make a. Uh... Just roll me a d20, and we'll see what, how good your rope throwing is. Man, I got a sip. You need some new d20s. I. This is a new one. I have a whole bunch. You need some They're new all d20s. bad. Hmm? You just gotta break them in. 
Oh man. Um. So I mean, like the rope goes over the side, but it doesn't go. It doesn't get like right on him. So he'll have to swim to it if he if he gets that up. Well, uh, well, I guess we'll have to see if he even sees it. Crap. Um, because he is in this obscuring mist, as is the rope. I think it only provides like twenty percent concealment or something like that. Um. Do 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 do. It, it says it obscures all sight, including dark vision, beyond five feet. A creature five feet away has concealment. Creatures farther away have total concealment. Blah, blah, blah. All yeah. right, well, I might have just doomed this dude. Doom, doom, doom. Doom, doom, doom. Okay. Um, ma, ma, ma. Is that it, Percy? Uh, yes. Oh, yes. All right, uh, Peter Mathers. Angrily fires another arrow. And really fires another arrow. Do it. Into the mist. Roll a third D twenty. Or eighteen. Eighteen. Same thing. Your your bolt technically hits the shark, but it just glances off of those dermal denticles. That nice armor on the side of the skin. No effect. Peter Coffee is losing it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, Unha man. The only We're so bad at this. Unhappy. The only thing I can do is angrily shoot arrows. Wait. So you rolled you you rolled fairly high, but it didn't do damage. Yeah, I mean, so it yeah. like it technically hit the shark, but the shark's armor is too thick. The That's AC well. is over eighteen. The shark's a thick boy. The AC is over eighteen. You are correct. Yes, it is over eighteen. Gotcha. <laughs> um. All right. Uh, Lieutenant Dawson Clark. All right. So I guess um, the small boy that is in the water, we are unab unable to see that person, correct? Sorry about that. Um, <laughs> mostly, yeah. Okay. Um, and I guess would he be over five feet away from uh from me currently? From you, yes. All right. Thanks. Down over the side in the water. All right. Because I was going to use Dimension Hop to see if I can mm. transport him um, from that area mm. to maybe uh, either away from the shark or just otherwise maybe onto the deck if that was possible or just like uh, well, farther see, away. So the way that works is that it's a touch spell, so you have to touch them uh, and it would teleport sense. them five feet away from you. But you have to be uh, you have to be in physical contact with them to start. Okay, never yeah. mind. But good, good thought. Yep. Good thought. Let's see. And I would use... I was thinking about using Blade of Blood to maybe enhance mm. um, uh, the the weapons that we were using to fire against the shark. But I think I actually end up doing more um, damage in a smaller amount of time if I just like shoot and fire at the shark, honestly. But I am not going to do that towards the front because I don't want to um, hurt the... Uh, the small boy near um, the shark's mouth or, or, with the or flames. The, the wooden boat. That is true. Yep. Don't want to. Yep. Fire. <laughs> evaporate. The well. mist. <laughs> All right. So you. Oh. Yes, it would also evaporate the mist. You are correct. Oh, that's good to know. Yep. Okay. <laughs> so, I guess I can hit it um, more towards. I'm really trying to remember my anatomical terms. I really should know. I taught an anatomy, an anatomy class very. Um, for a semester the a while booty. ago. Yeah. The front like, is the booty. The back is the booty. <laughs> exactly. Yep. More towards the booty. The coddle fin. You are correct. Yeah. Yep. Um, 
really know so much Good about now. vertebrates. I don't know, man. <laughs> Never even worked on them. Are we going to have to kick you out of Ensoc? <laughs> well, mm -hmm. I mean, mm -hmm. see, that's, that's, a, that's a contention. Of First he right left now, us for the weeds. Now he's leaving us for the vertebrates. I know. Well, you know Whatever, what? Man. You know what, Peter? Uh -oh. You know what, Peter? I would argue that weeds are still invertebrates. <laughs> Very technical. You, you are technically correct. The best kind of correct. <laughs> oh my goodness. They oh don't my have goodness. Vertebra. No, they don't. Oh, they don't even have spinal cords. Yeah. No. Ergo, plants are invertebrates. Yep. And oh man. You can't argue because he used the word ergo. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah done, I've got nothing. I've got no response to that. <laughs> no, nope. it's it's everybody knows that's the scientist's weak spot. You say your go, and mm -hmm, mm -hmm. all right. So you're throwing a, another it's... another fireball. Is that correct? Yeah, I think I'll aim it more towards the gills instead. Okay. Um, yeah, instead of uh, um, so uh, the, the towards the will... head, I head towards the gills. Okay, the, the gills will still be within that, uh, the obscuring mist, so the fire would burn away the mist around that part of the head. Ah, oh, great. <clears throat> but this has a range of... Wonderful. And I get to have... Oh, it has a range of 130 feet. You can, you can aim it wherever you darn well please. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. That's where uh, I, uh... That's why I picked this spell. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, so let us see here. That's why I gave that character. That um, that's awesome. <laughs> oh yeah, when in doubt, just like throw some fire at it. It's fine. Mm -hmm. Especially if it's at a creature, like. then you might cook some meat. It'll be great. Um, it's I love a two-in-one culinary theme we're on tonight. Um, yeah. Right. So, yep. So it needs to make a reflex. Still passes because it's got that crazy save bonus. Um, but you get to do half Actually, damage I to do it. You have a good recipe for shark. Um, mm. <laughs> I've heard the shark is pretty tasty. We don't really advocate for eating sharks here on Nature Check, though. So <laughs> okay, I will not. I don't know one way or the other about it. So. <laughs> um, but the uh, the damage um would be uh five that um because I got I rolled eleven, so it'll be five. Perfect. Chipping away at the shark, Ooh. you've done 15 points of damage. Awesome. Nice. 15 more points than any of the rest of us have done. That's very true. <laughs> yep. All right, yep. Lieutenant Carter Dawson-Clark, are you doing anything else? Um, I don't believe so. You don't believe so? Okay. Well, in that nah. case, um... <laughs> is... Oh, goodness. <laughs> um, all right, in that case, it is the shark's turn... And, uh, as, as the shark is moving to try to, because again, it's got those ampullae of Lorenzini, so the obscuring mist does not actually obscure yep. the guy doing the thing yep. in the water. Um, I realized that after mm -hmm, I cast mm -hmm. it. And also, it's underwater, so... It's, yeah, also that. Um, but as, as it's starting to move, you hear that sound under the water like you did when when this shark first appeared and moved under your boat and all of a sudden you see a much bigger dorsal fin come up out of the water oh, no. and just as peter very um actual peter <laughs> prophesied i had already written this into the thing and then you said uh -huh. it and i was like darn it <laughs> <laughs> there's always a bigger fish there is always a bigger fish 
Um, and a, a much Aww. larger megalodon, attracted by the absolute commotion that's going on over here, comes up and bites the megalodon that has been attacking you, and they are now involved in a rather um, strenuous combat, which means that for the moment, you and your ship are unmolested by sharks. Um, it's my preferred state. So, yeah. so do, <laughs> do with that as you will. I do not like to be molested by sharks. <laughs> or anyone else. <laughs> that did not come out. <laughs> Alright, fine. I'll own it. It's on my wall list. Just saying the truth. <laughs> Alright, um, yeah, so you are you are not currently being harried by a shark. Um, so or either of the two sharks, but that is a temporary state. Um, so what would you like to do? You still got would, one one guy in the water. The I think you said it was the second McGee brother. Yeah, I'd like to I'd like to get the the cousin McGee out of out of the water. Okay, but um, I cannot use a rope. I cannot can, lie. Cannot use a rope. Um, so uh, Percy did did throw a rope in. Um, so we we will see if McGee brother number two is able to swim to the rope. Uh, yeah, he is able to swim to the rope and grab on. Um, would somebody like to do a check to pull him up? You, you well, yeah, you've got I, the, you've would, got the rope. Um, so roll me a d20 and add your strength modifier. I got a 19, and then my strength modifier is zero. Okay. So. so I think uh, Peter and Percy working together. Peter and Peter. Wait, what's wrong? Percy? Yeah, because I got a twelve. You got it. Okay, that's all right. Yeah. So between. I got a twelve. Yeah. Okay. So between Peter and Percy, you're able to sort of, you know, help one another pull the rope up and get this sodden sailor back onto the deck. Um, is Large Boy still large? I think he's large for. Let me check. You keep going. Okay. Um. Yeah. So so you've got everyone except Floppy McGee is back on the boat. Um, and the boat is still moving. Um, are you moving it towards Arda? Yes, I am moving it towards the nearest landmass. Okay, yeah. So you see, uh, like I said, at the beginning of all of this, just before the shark nosed your boat for the first time, uh, Land Ho was called. And you've still been moving in that general direction. So now you can see the outline of the land uh, fairly plainly. Um, so where would you like to navigate to? Are you still interested in going to, like, the river mouth, basically? Uh, I am interested in... So, Peter wants to save the crew and the ship, so he is looking for the closest safe piece of land. And I don't know if Peter knows that sharks can go into freshwater. Hello, Lake Nicaragua. (laughs) Um... So he's just trying to get his ass to any beach he can at this mm-hmm. point. All right. Um, so you, uh, yeah, you can make a make a perception check to look for an ideal landing spot. Five. Five. Um, <laughs> you don't see any beach per se. Um, you are still a ways off, and you know. Looking at the land on the horizon, it's a little difficult to to discern a beach, but you can see the river mouth, and um, you could make a, a reasonable assumption that there's probably <clears throat> land somewhere along the river mouth, um, like somewhere in that delta, maybe that you could um, have people get off the boat. All right, let's steer towards the river mouth. 
uh, large boy is large for one minute. So, okay, so during during that one minute, I would ask him to. Uh, I don't know if there's any way to unjam that front, uh, uh, like ballista. Um, he will. Or he... if having a large person do that would be of any benefit. Um, he will do his best. Um, it, it gives yeah. him a strength bonus. So yeah, he will he will do his best and see what happens. Um, and then while that's going on, I'm gonna make sure the other two ballistae get. Um, get loaded. Sure. Uh, and are the are the ballista bolts? Do they have like are they wood? Are they metal? Um, yeah. They so have it's like, like metal it's like a wooden haft with a metal tip. Yeah. Um, I'm going to stand by the ready and be ready to cast heat metal on the bolt Ooh. end. <laughs> That's clever. Just in case. I like that. Um, and I don't know if I can give my inspiration to the dude shooting the ballista, but <laughs> that is what I would do. Um, I mean, like I said, you could use it to roll two d20s at once. So since you yeah, guys were exactly. rolling for the ballista, yeah. Sure. Um, yeah. So okay. I don't know if that's what's going to happen, but I'm I'm being ready to do that just in case. Okay. Um, so we're steering and we're fixing things and we're readying attacks. Is anybody dealing with the uh, holes in the boat? Oh shit! <laughs> yeah. Just curious. <laughs> I I didn't have to ask you that, but I'm a nice dude. <laughs> oh yes. Um. <clears throat> Is there a way to use a craft skill to, to mend, um, or is it kind of beyond mending at that's, this point? Yeah, that's not really crafty. Um, that would be more yeah. like a, the profession sailor skill that, that your sailors have. Um, Quick, somebody cast Cure Light Wounds on the boat. Yeah, right. Um, but it is, it, is, it is something that's a little more than, like, so I guess yeah. the problem is that right now it's very difficult to do anything because seawater is rushing in, right? And so the pressure yeah. of the water rushing in is making it so that you can't really, like, hold anything against those holes. Um, yeah. Captain, do we have any smart, uh, strong people who could just shove a barrel in the hole until we get to land or something? <laughs> can't just put, like, a Band-Aid on it? Yeah, how how big is that? Can that big dude just? Well, he's only gonna be big for like thirty more seconds. So. <laughs> it's time to get a barrel. <laughs> All right. Um. Yeah, but you are continuing to make it um to the river mouth, and you can see the the dorsal fins of the sharks, and even the the caudal fins um sort of whipping an area of the ocean into a froth. They are really fighting, even though the one is uh noticeably smaller than the other that still means it's a very large shark and so they are um sort of furiously battling it out um no i was not going to tpk you with that cr10 creature this party of <laughs> second third and fourth level characters we could have took him maybe yeah. <laughs> yeah. We just give us another I six mean, hours we yeah had lieutenant carter dawson clark you did 15 points of damage to an animal that started out with 300 hit points Holy crap. But Holy carp. You did a nice job because it's got a 20 AC, but the fact that you were doing damage to it using a spell that didn't require an attack roll was really smart. Um, it had a plus 21 to its fortitude save. <laughs> wow. Yeah. 3.5 is whack. <laughs> That's a CR10 creature. So that was really cool. Um, I can't believe I wasn't able to command the CR10 mm -hmm. creature. <laughs> well, no, you couldn't command it because it doesn't speak common, not well, because okay, it's a the, CR10. The calm emotions. Yeah. Oh, that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I could have probably killed it with my sword. 
<laughs> I was waiting for you to say that you were going to hold the rope and do one of those where you like walk down the side of the ship and start like swinging at it with one hand. That would have been cool. Um, <sighs> yeah, but I would have died. So probably. <laughs> just like stab it right well, in the Well, you would have died really, really right cool. It would have been super awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Which, if you were Worth a bard, it. that's the way you would want to go out. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, thank God for bounded accuracy. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> Are you sure you want to walk through the door without searching for traps? Get out of here. Yes, I, uh, I, I, I like to give people the option, especially when I'm, I mean, so one the of captain the things, would have known. The captain would have known. Well, but that's, yeah, so I guess that's the other part of this is because it's a module and these people haven't been playing these characters forever, I give you a little bit of help. And also because I'm a DM that's making my players play a version of this game that most of them haven't played before, I try to be a little lenient. Um, yeah, I've never played 3-5 before. Yeah. Or in D&D. Um, but that's all right. Now you have. Um, yeah, so you guys managed to make it into the mouth of the river and um, I think that is where we are going to call it for right now. So there is more to the story of the crew of the Drake's Crest and how their story fits into the larger campaign of Nature Check. But we will pick that up again at some point in the future and play some more of this module. Um, so I hope you all had a good time. Thank you so much to everyone in the chat who's been hanging out and participating. Um, this was the first time we really had people in the chat. So I'm really glad you were here. And thank you for enjoying. Um, your jokes were absolutely hysterical and i loved it um <laughs> if you if you did enjoy this like it seems like you might have um please tell your friends and even your enemies um that they might enjoy it too so that they can come and watch us um we will be live again here on twitch and periscope next saturday september 14th we will be back with our regular show um so eric and emily will not be with us but joe and actual peter will be as well as our normal <laughs> players um ryan and nancy and we I will, will be, be with you in history yes you will be with us in history <laughs> and both both eric and emily will eventually be making appearances in the core campaign as well so stay tuned for that um yeah uh once again um you can watch uh peter what were those youtube channels that you contribute to oh um the university of maryland equine channel and uh university of maryland uh, Carroll County Extension. Mm -hmm. So you can check those out on YouTube. You can check out Eric on YouTube at... At Psy Inspiration. Uh, easiest place to find it is probably to just look at my name right up there. Um, search for Eric J. Early, otherwise a guitarist shows up. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can find me on YouTube as The Roving Naturalist. You can find Joe and Nancy, who's not here tonight, on uh, Facebook and Twitter and via email as Ask an Entomologist, right? Um, Emily, do you have any SciComm things you want to plug right now? Um, you can find me on Twitter at, at @embodod. Um, and the I've also been working with um, some of the other biology grad students at UIC um, on this project, a science cafe that we've been um, contributing to. It was a, a regular newsletter that went out, but we do have some feature articles um, some under the lens interviews and some book reviews at thesciencecafe.com. Um, we have not updated it in a while, but it's a lot of really great content that um, some people might like. So go check that out. Awesome. Thanks. And uh, like I said before, all of our Twitter handles are down in what we're calling the reference section in the panels below the Twitch account. Um, 
You can uh, please subscribe to us on YouTube so that you can, um, or you can have your friends watch uh, recorded episodes of this show, including if you're a first-time Nature Check watcher, you might want to go back and peruse the YouTube channel videos for the four previous core game episodes so that you're all caught up for game five next week. Um, the YouTube channel is also where we will post videos of our after-game nature chats where we talk to special guests or players about all kinds of random things. Uh, again, thank you so much, everyone, for hanging out with us tonight. I hope you had fun, and we will see you next time. Bye. With you. Yay, bye. bye. Thank you.